We go to go out, and I went over to give her a hug, and I looked her in the eyes like I'm going to hug her, and I punched her right in the box. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Wow. Here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. USA! What, what? Did, did you miss us? Did you miss us? Actually, Santa Cruz, It's been two Mexico. weeks. Yeah, I, I, it felt like I missed something. It's been two weeks. It's been forever since we did a show. No, that's a fortnight, darling. Oh. That's, a, that, that's a, the definition of a fortnight? Yes, two no, weeks. No, um, Isn't that a game? No. No, when a Brit <laughs> says it's been a fortnight, it's been two weeks, darling. I thought that um, you spent the night with a child in a fort. Oh, God. <laughs> Is it, is it? I, I've been thinking horribly wrong. So you like, have up to this point, fourteen-year-old boy. Again. Um, but but is, apologies, apologies that we didn't do a show last week. But I was, was in Utah. Bagel, where were you? You're not was, getting your Patreon money back. <laughs> I was in Ohio. Knock, where were you? I was in Chicago, baby. And we are the only three in Ohio to to uh, record. <laughs> yeah, you guys are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, um, yeah, we took a little break, but hey, we're here. We're back. Uh, garage is, is going. We were rescuing people. Oh, was yeah. It, was it busy today? It was um, comfortably busy. It's yeah. been busy all weekend. Mm. But it has been a big weekend, and l- we're going to talk about it. But first, what am I going to do, Knock? You haven't, you haven't interrupted me yet. I, I think I did at least three times. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about who's here in the room. Hey, everyone. This is Eliza, and sometimes I like to curl up in a ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it. It's not pretty. <laughs> Next to me, it's everybody's favorite exotic. It's Knock. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought he was everyone's favorite erotic. Yes, that too. <laughs> Erotic exotic. Don't, don't, yes. He did don't. tell me he was about to take his pants off, so. Mm. <laughs> Running the board. It's Bagel. Working for the man. Mm-hmm. Classing up the classy girl couch tonight. Did you get a, an actual government job? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> nice. On the classy girl couch, it's Miss Emma. Hello, everybody. I'm Miss Emma. And I like to drink tea. <laughs> and gin. A lot of gin. There it is. Yes. <laughs> Hence all the gin on the mantle. Please yeah. don't send any more. <laughs> I don't know. It is, it is summertime. Summertime. Mint juleps. Man, the gin drinking is easy. <laughs> also on the Classy Girl couch tonight, for the first time, it's Cherie. What up, what up? Go, I am Cherie. Returning <laughs> you for... You are. I am. And she's real. She's at, you know, I mean, she's here. She's sitting right next to me. And him. returning miracle. for... Is this your second time? That is correct. It's been a while. It's yeah. Aliki. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey. Now, um... You're not in a garage. The last time you were here, we were in that stuffy garage. I was, yeah. but yeah. there were so many more dildos, and it was just... <laughs> we can fix I that. I do miss yeah. those. <laughs> now, Aliki, you actually made a pretty bold claim before we came in and you said you are a pretty champion swearer 
Oh God, yeah. <laughs> like, <Okay>. a, <laughs> like a sailor with Tourette's, we're told. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's terrible. Okay, very good. Well, we, we're hoping to experience some of that mm. later on in the show. It, it just needs to happen naturally. <laughs> so if you have it, small so. children and you're listening, make sure they've got a paper and pen so they can <laughs> take notes. There will be a quiz later. It just means you're honest <laughs> if you swear a lot. Apparently. Oh, yeah. So they say. intelligence and character. So normally I save the what? emails for the end. But I have one I want to read right now. What about oh, him? What about Jim? Oh, what about yeah. him? It's naked Jim. <laughs> naked Jim. <laughs> when, he, when he puts clothes on, he's invisible. <laughs> are you, are you, t- you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> Peace, love, and soul, baby. Okay. So um, I have an email to read to start things off. And this is from Rob Potash in Stoughton, Mass. Hey, Rob in Massachusetts. Hello there, sir. He says, hello, Stoughton. He says, thanks for the entertainment and knowledge. What brand of summer undergarments did Micah buy for her training day? Uh, Kat mentions the same brand during this call-in, but I missed it. No, it was Victoria's Secret. And uh, (laughs) I think there's someone here who can answer that for us. Knock. I think he means the Venom Gear. That's right. Mm-hmm. Aliki. That's pretty cool. Someone actually asked about my stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think she's tearing up. She's tearing uh, up. There's a little bit of tears, but a lot of it's allergies. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aliki, really, uh, last time you were here, you were talking about the... is. Is it VNM or Venom? It's Venom. It's Venom. Okay. It's VNM until you're cool and you figure it out. And you're yeah, like, if I say venom. that fast oh, enough. Cool people venom. only. You're supposed to say it's fucking Venom. It's fucking Venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, undergarments, kind of like what the Mormons wear. That's not at all like no, that. that is not, uh, no, no, that's not. Does it have except a tin me, hole. If you give me a moment to whip it out, I will. Just oh. a moment, please. Oh. Well then, I'm only used to bagels. I'm wearing one. Jim, stay over I'm there. I'm wearing one. I got a new prototype here, by the way. Oh, so yeah, so that. you make the undergarment that uh, a lot of racers wear. Oh, it's nice. wicking, cooling, all that. And so Rob wants to know where he can find some. Well, you can go to vnmsport.com. Or you can just email me at aliki at vnmsport.com, and I'm happy to talk to anybody about Venom Gear. Tell them we sent you so she can so, charge you double. That, you know what? Okay, so shout out to <laughs> Earl, who just bought some stuff from What's me. What's up, Earl? He emailed me, and he, he made an... He he went out of his way to say that he heard my stuff on this podcast and he must have some now. So I'm going to shout it back out to Earl and All thank right. you very much. All right. and he oh, just yeah. sent me an email back today and was like, "I love the stuff; fits perfectly." Yeah. It's nice to have. Um, you know, we we wear leather suits racing in a hundred and. 10 degree weather and uh, the materials like honeycombs and when you sweat in them it it snaps it back and it gets you wet everywhere so that you stay cooled down it keeps your muscles all hydrated so you really aren't fatigued at the end of the day as an athlete yeah and just FYI when you do wear like some kind of like skin tight clothing kind of like a uh, hot gear as it were uh, you tend to lose more water so keep yourself hydrated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell yeah. all my racers oh, yeah. I mean the stuff is built for specifically it, I started out with um, building the stuff for racers and um, then I realized not everyone is as chiseled as a racer so then <laughs> <laughs> I had to change up some some lines to make people yeah. look a little bit so, slimmer on the mm-hmm. track day community but um, it's amazing for street riding and for long distance touring and that's why Kat uses it as well, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have escapes. a I have a yeah. question for you, Aliki. I have mm-hmm. a question for you there. If if somebody was to have um, a life size cat 
outfit. I'm asking for a friend, you understand. <laughs> Would this keep you cool underneath that? Okay, so. <laughs> I have a story to a I just have to remember. Okay, so I actually had a couple of movie stars buy some of this gear for me mm. for Ant-Man. Oh, oh, wow. Was I allowed to say that? I don't know. No, but I think I'm gonna you're say allowed it to anyways. say that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because they have the, the whole suit you know, all the way up, but yeah, yeah. they were getting super hot. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. So, um, <laughs> so, so they, bought, really, they heard about the gear and they went and they purchased it and they said it was amazing, especially having to wear the Marvel Comics type. And is it all nice. customized or, or do you have just generic designs? Oh, I can customize, <coughs> yes, baby. Sure so can. Cherie right beside me here mm-hmm. has her custom Shimoto's top Woo-hoo! on right We're all looking at her chest. Uh-huh. Very nice. <laughs> I was looking at her eyes. Please do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to mention the medical fact during it, uh, we have our team mom, Shayna, fought stage three breast cancer last year, and she's had 57 treatments. She beat it, and yeah. um, she's had all the lymph nodes taken out, and now she, she wears this to compress <clears throat> so that she doesn't feel that um, the necro- or not necrosis, but the, uh, you know, her her atrophy yeah, so, yeah 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 from everything that from wow. all the surgery she's gone through it really helps her mm-hmm. nice cool so. and i've had actually a number of people um there was one customer recently who has diabetes and, and a few other customers who were actually told by the doctors that they right. couldn't ride anymore because they couldn't manage their heat mm-hmm. oh, it's wow. neuropathy that's the word yeah. I was neuropathy. Okay. so i've had now four customers that have uh, contacted me and have contacted me back after purchasing the gear and said it's just the most amazing stuff because it actually does keep them cool and they can continue continue to ride, which is super cool. So Shayna now and I are looking at getting into um, another business about uh, creating garments for people who did have breast cancer. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mormons. <laughs> you know, we there's, haven't considered there's a whole that, market might, there. I'm yeah, saying. I might start hey, to think about nope. that. Sorry, I was in okay. Utah. I was in Utah. It's on the mind. I hear you. <laughs> With your Mormon ride? family. All about the underwear. <laughs> it's okay. The nicest people you'll ever meet, I tell ya. Um, so that's awesome. So, Rob, yeah. there's the answer to your question. And tell everyone again where you go to see it. VNMsport.com. There you go. And about, right what do they there. cost? What's, what? You're looking at about the $100 mark. Mm-hmm. I import the fabric from Italy. It's uh, ridiculously expensive to make. Wow. <laughs> um, but it lasts four times, at well, least four times thing. longer than anything this else you purchase. This like four years old. It will cool two and a half times cooler than anything else you'll purchase. It's all about value, guys. It's it's quality stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely like I I wanted to make the best of the best. I was going to waste my time doing anything less. There you go. Just give us an idea for um, a (coughs) T-shirt and a pair of pants that you can wear under your leathers. You can call them underwear. Yeah, call them underwear. <laughs> we call them, uh, what was it, the, the Venom Unders? Okay. <laughs> the, so, the Venoms. So That's for it. a complete set of Venom Unders to cover your board, well, you, but what's it going to run? Then you're looking at about the $200 range. So $100 for the top, $100 for the pants. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. And it, the, it's be- it is beautifully it is made. Gorgeous. And the, the fabric is wild. I've never really felt anything like it. Yeah, it, it feels really cool. Very yeah. different. It was originally a triathlete fabric. So that's oh, why okay. it dries so fast. Um, and uh, the way the fabric is woven together is much different than anything else you'll see out mm. there. And that's the, the key to the performance is not necessarily the content of the fabric, meaning like polyester and nylon, <clears throat> but the way the, the, the thread is actually... Um, put together and then the way that the fabric is woven together as well hmm. has to do everything with the performance of the fabric so it doesn't trap any heat whatsoever 
Oh, cool. And, it, wow. and it's like sturdy, too. So I'm curious, you, you know, I've seen a lot of your stuff because we have mutual friends that have their graphics and they put their graphics on it like that or like Cat McCloud or I think mm-hmm. Antonio maybe. Yeah. But mm-hmm. even your, your like standardy stuff has really cool graphics. Who does mm-hmm. who does that work? It's really cool looking Ooh, stuff. Shout out to my artist, Daniel. We actually, I've, I've met this guy who basically we have just the same brain. <laughs> so when we do a lot of the artwork, we go and we do like a Zoom meeting on, on the computer and we work mm-hmm. together on the different <laughs> designs and it's usually like there'll be an accident that happens on illustrator and both of us will stop and be like oh wait that looks badass okay do that and then we'll just continue <laughs> on and you know i was thinking about doing this yeah of course you were thinking about doing that i was too and so um so i work together with my my graphic artists because i am computer illiterate <coughs> but i do a lot of my stuff via sketching and stuff and i design the shape uh, and the basically the patterning of the the garment so the, this one we're looking at which i'm guessing is just one of your off-the-shelf ones it's great it's primarily black um it's got bright red and gray graphics and it's very sort of tron like yeah. you know that it, is it, our it's tron a, design yeah, it looks bitching. i know i was like that is cool looking and it, stuff yeah and it's got like a honeycomb on it down there as well there's a lot going on on this well actually and it ties into what a lot of us did this weekend absolutely mm-hmm. so raise your hand if you were down at the at laguna seca for the moto america races <laughs> yeah yeah. And lots of riders Indeed. wearing venom. Oh yeah, nice. yeah, <laughs> nice. exactly. Every, everywhere we went, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you recall when we did our interview with Wayne Rainey a while ago? Yeah, talking about the Moto America series, and that's what he oversees. And <clears throat> I'll be honest, um, ever since the Moto GP left um, Laguna Seca, and then it was Moto America, and every year it was getting smaller and smaller, and it was getting kind of dismal like the marketplace got smaller less just vendors totally less to do i think the last time i was there there was only one company doing test rides who was it remember last time yeah uh it was yamaha oh really interesting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um Well, something changed this year. Yeah, uh-huh. it was because amazing. it was like blew, like it all blew up. Yeah, and we were there on a Saturday where mm-hmm. it's not typically the you know the shit show day, you know, and there was a lot of people, man. Is a shit show? It's a lot of people, but um, <laughs> yeah. not too bad. Um, but no, the amount of vendors and the the uh, the play, people to interact with the market, everything was bigger this year um yeah good crowds too i bought a t-shirt it was cool yeah we did a bunch of a lot of us did a bunch of test rides Mm -hmm. um i think for me like one of those like moments when you're like you you can't be happier in life moments (laughs) when i was sitting there like watching the races on tv with the races going around me and hearing like over in the distance there were go-kart races there were I, motorcycles leaving the parking lot and i was eating fried shrimp on a stick like to I was, me i was about to say you're happy and, and drinking free free pepsi from the honda i always figured you were happiest in front of a seafood trough like you there know. was shrimp there was shrimp if there it's a shrimp. bowl or a tower on a, or on or a, a stick or a trough, uh, it's a bucket. trough anything in a bucket. bucket meat and that comes in a bucket i'm in yeah. all in yeah. Yeah. um but it was just Horrible. so much fun, and Jim and I never even made it out of the infield. We never made it to the pits. Yeah, I actually had to blow <laughs> off a test ride just you, to oh see yeah, some you of did the racing. Make it. Yeah, we uh, yeah, it was a full day. We 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 had really good parking because we did a parade lap. Um, so we were really close to all the demo rides and a lot of the vendor tents and things like that. Hmm. So it was really accessible. And like Liza said, I think they not only was there a lot of stuff, but they were like nice hus- 
hospitality things mm-hmm. that made it much more enjoyable. For example, Honda put a tent in, and all you had to do was give me your information. No different than when you do a test drive. Yeah, by turn one, wasn't it? Like turn one, it was turn like two? yeah, two, yeah, yeah, as it comes down and flattens out, and then mm-hmm. goes into that right hander, and um, so you can hear the bike screaming, which is really cool. But they're like, yeah, come in, hang out, have a good time. So they gave away free drinks, free snacks, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they said instead of doing test rides, they put the money into the hospitality tent. Mm-hmm. Um, so big shout out to Colin. So yeah, we met Colin. Colin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk he's, more about he's him. He's going to hook us up too. Yeah, super cool guy. But I, you know, shout out to Colin. Thank you. For Honda sure. could not have been more gracious about it. So and gracious. They, yeah, and, and I mean, we'll just talk. Like you, later in the day, we were hanging out watching the racing. You, um, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, and they started giving a bunch of stuff away. Like did some fun Honda trivia games, which oh, was really kind of fun yeah. to do. Liza, you're not you wait till you see what I get. Yeah, and they uh, were yeah. super clever about their setup too, because like they had uh, phone charging stations that yeah. were yeah. powered by Honda generators, yeah. mm-hmm. and they were super quiet. crafty. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I didn't hear them. I didn't hear them either. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Honda, and, and all the people were super nice. It was really, in, it really made the day that much more enjoyable when you could take a break, drink some water, um, and like make some new friends. We made some right. new friends where we were sitting there, and uh, we ran into each ran other. into you, knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah thank you colin and honda that was yeah. cool i had a great great time and we were one of the first there we got there very early and one of the last to leave <clears throat> yeah but um it was cool I, I will say one of the things i was most excited about but Besides also the most yeah, the most frustrated with um so we did the parade lap and i was pretty stoked about this i have not had my bike on that track before nobody stacked it huh and i've never seen past turn five i have no idea what's back <laughs> yeah never gone over the bridge scary. did it surprise yeah. you coming down the corkscrew <laughs> right. you know and uh so they like lined everyone up drop or something like and that, it? It, was, oh, it was so amazing yeah. it was so fun we were like just talking to people in in line as we're cute yeah, yeah. there was this uh nice woman um jana mm-hmm. behind us on her harley and she was a little concerned she's like do you think i'll be okay should i just stay in the back i'm like there's a dude ahead of us that's a harley with a trailer like <laughs> nice. i think totally. you're gonna be okay you're good yeah. i think but you're it, gonna be okay it, well i will say that the uh, the parade lap was a bit of a shit show as far as riding was concerned <laughs> I, have some, <laughs> I have some video footage <laughs> oh, it was yeah it was a shit show but it was still it was still pretty awesome to do. you know and they go through all the rules they tell you don't pass don't slingshot in the first three no, seconds no. is passing me trying to talk to me i'm like what are you doing <laughs> here's the thing i will follow the rules until someone else breaks it and I it's like, game over game over but being able to see that because i i've never done a track day the go-kart tracks the only time i've ever been on a track all my riding is through the mountains right and uh but to be on a track and see how wide it is it's yeah. pretty wide. there's no fucking rocks or a deer or a whatever yeah in the road. that's amazing guess who's coming on a track day with us? and the quality Woo-hoo. of the pavement mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff next weekend it was it was awesome just but to be out it there. um it did turn into a shit show pretty quick oh, and yeah. it's like I, I just video. I can't help but think like what are these people thinking? Oh yeah, they're not. Of, they're not thinking. I come out of uh, I don't I know, saw the a guy with flip flops on. I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that guy is legendary. Yeah, that I is say, pretty, that's cool. pretty cool. That will go with. But there was a guy two up on a on a uh, a Honda Hawk or a. Uh, 
He was on a super hot. I saw that guy. In shorts with his son. I saw that. I come out of that last turn, was it maybe turn 11? I don't know, before you hit the start finish straightaway. And you know, you get some good speed coming up out of that turn. It was still chill, but all right, we're making speed. And I, I look up and coming like right up on my, my back right corner is this guy on his big ass fucking bike, two up with his girlfriend, literally <laughs> like since six inches from me. Wow. I'm like, come on. Oh, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> no, what I, is, you don't know that you don't know the people's ability around you. Like the yeah. guy with no gear, you're probably, he's probably a super capable rider. Right. But there are a lot of fucktards out there. Hey, no, but then, thank you. There was a, there was a couple on a GS 1200 or 1250 and he decided that he needed to warm his tires up and just started swerving. That's not oh, how yeah. you warm your tires. And almost took nope. out a, har- a Harley <laughs> that was coming up next to him. Wow. And, but side we both saw him and like, what the Oh hell? yeah, that was like total shit show. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? Just like, <laughs> and, uh, stay in your lane. Stay at a, s- a but, pace. Uh, maybe, but, maybe he was trying to get their armor, armor all off his tires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 You guys paid for this, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what did it for me. There was a dude behind me and I think he was on like a like an, it was almost like an eighties GS, uh, like eleven hundred or GS one thousand. Okay, with like mm-hmm. Kirker pipes. All I hear behind me, and we're not going fast. But all I hear yeah. behind me is like, I never got a second gear. <laughs> and I'm like expecting this thing to come flying by me, and it never did. It was like it was just this mosquito behind me, and he's just ringing it out. And I was like, what the fuck? Wow. And then he finally like passes me, and he's wearing like a halfy helmet and. Probably like flip flops, flip flops, right? <laughs> then I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope. Well, what, I, what I still wait, it was still awesome to be on the track and to be able to go through all the turns that you see watching the race or on TV. The diversity of the motorcycles. Yeah, and yeah. right, that was crazy. But Laguna Seca too, it's such a short track and there's so much going on. But to be able to drop into the corkscrew because you've oh, seen all yeah. the famous footage and watched it and kind of and like try to pick the lines the racers are riding at, you know, and you get and then once you get off it and then you watch the people right, you guys are laughing because you see that's your problem. Yeah, you guys are losers. I'm you thinking, oh yeah, the race line. But yes. to watch, I know um, he's trying to, watch, to do the race line. Like group of idiots. Oh, but the fuck yeah. But but then to watch the racers get back out on the track and see like just when they're coming into that first turn, that long left hand kind of banking thing, they're carrying so much speed. That's really a, cool. Yeah, for, counter steering. For me, it just really made me kind of want to do a track day again. Because yes. Yes, who's coming out on a track day? It with felt us it just, next weekend. It felt so smooth, and I'm going like, oh man, I could like, I could push this oh. bike. A lot harder, oh, you know. And the pavement I mean, was all like grippy lap, so, yeah. and rough. I'm like, oh, you could just, oh, yeah. Let the good. tires warm up a little bit and then take off. That would be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Liza, what did you actually ride? Uh, the Versus. Oh, you were on the Versus mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it was fun. I remember, like, uh, we go down the corkscrew and we come in and there's a tight turn down at the bottom. And I went on the inside because there was a, a two up on a Harley, and I just kind of <laughs> passed him. Just I wasn't like. I didn't increase my speed. I maintained my speed, but they slowed down the turn, so I just kind of turned, went on the inside, and then he was like, <laughs> like he, he did a whole oh, hell no. And had to try and like, pass me. What, what did like, he do? Oh, what did, how, how did it go? <laughs> oh, hell no. Oh, okay. No, I, so I'm like, all right, fair enough, but really, really. It was, it was kind of fun. It was and good, but if anything, though, it did kind of get me like, well, I was totally. excited. Yeah. You're juiced. We call it juiced. Yeah. Juiced. I like it. Yeah. And you wrote other stuff too. 
Yeah, so I want to talk real quick about some of the illness stuff we rode. Knock, did you do a test ride? I did. What did you ride? I did an XSR 900. Hey, how did, <gasps> how did you like Ooh. that? No. It was, you know what? It was a very smooth bike. It yes. rode very well. Yes. The suspension was a little on the soft side. Yes. Uh, traction control was on. Yes. Uh, we didn't do an actual proper, what I consider proper <clears throat> test ride, but I did get the yes. front wheel off the ground a couple times. Yes. Uh, for the traction control. I can hear a in. butt. No, I can hear a butt coming, though. No, it, it's, you a, know it's a pretty tame bike, isn't it? You're so, gonna look. I like power is never really an issue for me with motorcycles because I've ridden really fast bikes with the powerful, powerful bikes. But yes. I, I like handling and, and you know the way right. chassis work. And what this bike needed was yeah. little suspension work. Um, what what motor? Um, what other bike is this motor in? It's the FZ09. So FZ09. It's all this is like the generic 900 cc three cylinder engine. It's in a lot of bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. um, it's a CP3. But, but, but for so that FCO9 though, that thing is a wheeling machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, a, a lot of it. It's it's a different bike. I mean, there are different cams in the FCO9, but a lot of are, it's are weight there? distribution. Yeah, it's, okay. it's slightly different state of tune. It's a very very versatile engine, and they, you know, of course, it's fuel injected, so the mapping's different on all of them. Yeah. Um, I personally like XSR9s. I think it's a great. You know, it's it for want of a better term, it's a, it's a good cat factory cafe racer yeah i mean that's mm-hmm. basically what it is yeah and we did <clears throat> quite well with them in the um 2016 in the kenny roberts colors they're yeah. very very handsome my only real great yellow yeah my only real gripe was the tank was shaped a little weird because like when i ride i tend to pull myself foot forward on right. the bars yeah and, it ain't that kind of bike yeah and it's like it, my tank <clears throat> the tank was just it would just wasn't shaped right for my my knee and in my crotch yeah so he said yeah. crotch yeah. Mm-hmm. so um Did i want to aside from steel. that really smooth bike <laughs> good power at some you can tour on and, and yeah. around on the street with and you know worth, worth test riding i want to talk about more of the test rides but <clears throat> i need to read another email real quick oh okay. cool <laughs> yeah this one says uh hey misfits so i'm currently hey. on a somewhat foolish cross-country trip from atlanta on a 1978 cb 750 <laughs> and i'm planning to be in the santa cruz area sometime late this week i know sundays are usually the day to be around but was wondering if anyone is around on other days as well i listen often and would love to meet some of you guys and gals we love it when people come to yeah to join it's always us. fun to join he says um <clears throat> Can you recommend some good riding in the area? I'll be taking the PCH up from LA, but that doesn't mean I, I want to miss some of the great riding further inland. Also, do you know if the Zero Headquarters does tours? I'm a mechanical engineering major and would flip for the chance to go and check out the facility. Thanks and hope all is well in sunny Santa Cruz from Davis. Very nice email. He sounds terrible. And Davis is here. <laughs> That's me. What up? <laughs> Closing the loop, as we call it. Uh, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Although I think the email reads a little differently after today. So, and yes. and Davis is coming in late because he was putting together his CB750 that he did some work on today. Yeah. That we will get to, but I just wanted to introduce the new voice in the room. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And we will get to the whole zero thing. Okay. I'm down to talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. Um, back to test rides. So. I test rode a Nikon. Oh, you actually mm. did test ride. You managed oh. to do it. I did. I thought, okay, well, I thought well, uh, Jim. Tell me all it. about it. So the Nikon is uh, that three-wheeled monstrosity. Yes. It, um, <laughs> two wheels in the front. Yes. And it, But it's not self-balancing. Yes. Um, that's one of, the, I think, the most surprising things is that 
you can't tell it's got two wheels in front. You'd think that the like pushing it over from side to side would be delayed at all. I didn't feel it at all. And in fact, hmm. the um, the tank cowls are so wide that you can't see the wheels. So hmm. you forget that there's two wheels down there. Right. <clears throat> and um, it good power, um, fun bike. If anything it made me start thinking wait a minute i've got double the traction it made me want to start throwing it harder into turns because i trusted it twice as much huh. right okay wait so when you're right. steering that thing is mm-hmm. it like like steering a car no it's it's your counter steering like a motorcycle yeah push right go right yeah the, the, the whole idea behind it was it was gonna ride like a motorcycle mm. it does and there are no disadvantages aside from the complexity yeah but the advantage you as liza said you, theoretically you get double the grip in reality mm. it's Probably a little less than that yeah. but it's an incredibly grippy machine and the wheels are about two feet apart oh yeah i mean it's it's broad um and so is the seat that thing looked comfortable. yeah it was, it was comfortable mm-hmm. you know and uh, when i was riding it i was thinking well i would not discount ever owning one of these if you want to have kind of that weird bike that people talk to you at the parking lot about this is one of them yeah um hmm. but it's quite functional and fun to ride but i just kept thinking what what's the purpose what does this serve really to have a weird design like that, it, you would think that it hey, would man. have to excel at something. We don't kink shame around here. We don't fetish shame. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying that's, got their thing. that's what I was thinking as I was writing. What, what's the purpose? And I, I just, well, it must be twice the traction. So I'll push it harder. And? I mean, yeah, it felt good. But yeah, you really could throw it into a turn. And that front end, it... I guess scissors is it? Would that be the yeah, right? Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a good enough description. Yeah, yeah so parallel turns. <laughs> like and and like, so kinky. The well, fact that it moved without <laughs> any delay or friction, you would think for to have a mechanism like that. Well, Davis, you're an engineer, right? Yeah, almost. I, almost, yeah. Yeah, you would think that there would be some sort of a lag or mm. tension to have something set up like it was effortless suspension analysis is pretty complicated but yeah. i'm sure that they've done their homework on that sort of thing <laughs> if it feels if it feels like a regular motorcycle then i mean clearly so what, 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 what they've got is they got a tiny bit of negative camber on each of the wheels mm-hmm. and then the geometry at the top it's got asymmetrical arms so it it really works extremely well and and if i'm not mistaken i believe that when you lean into a turn the inside wheel kind of comes up and yes. towards you yeah. and the outside mm-hmm. wheel goes it, uh, it extends and, and it, forward exactly and it actually changes the rake and trail as yep. you dive in it's and it's a not dissimilar system it's different in execution yeah but the piaggio system that they used on the mp3s it kind of does a very very similar thing yep and mm. anyone who's owned an mp3 you'll say this is the grippiest thing i've ever ridden i mean you can do just ridiculous things on them well uh, it's it 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 is it is Yes and no, because the thing about uh, having three wheels is that you have three points of contact, not just two, three contact patches, and that weight is distributed across those three contact patches. So you you do have more added weight because of the extra suspension components up in the front. Um, so it does balance out to a degree, but it doesn't necessarily mean it gives you more traction because the traction is a factor of, of the, the surfaces between the rubber and the road. But you have to have more but, traction. But, but you have more but mass. It, but what it, what, around, what it does is it gives you three points of, of contact, and the, the those those three points does give you some 
sense of stability, um, especially on uneven road surfaces, right. where mm. it absorbs a lot of those bumps, where you don't feel it as much in the mm. handlebars, and and which which is also one of the drawbacks is and that it the, does take away the the road input that you get. Actually, no. Really? The one <clears throat> thing I didn't like about the bike, I felt every bump. Really? And I couldn't understand it because that. I'm like, you've got huh. twice the suspension. Well, that's interesting. Because it's actually two sets of forks. Yeah. Um, I, I felt every bump. And they're like, oh, no, it's just a bumpy road. I'm like, I rode in on my Versus and I just rode a V-Strom 1000 on the same road. I didn't feel it like I did just now. I think <clears throat> that might be a characteristic that in order for this thing to work, it has to be quite firm. Mm, because if they be. set it up, because it, I mean, your verses, right, right. and you know I like your verses, but in terms of how it's set up, it is quite soft. I mean, right. it's a verses. Yeah. It's not. That would make sense. It has to be much more responsive yeah. to stay in sync. So right. it's going to be harder. Yeah. So they've got to set it up a little bit firmer. I think as a more interesting comparison, if you were to ride an R1, one and compare the ride with an R1 and the Riken, that would be a closer comparison. And I think you'd find on an R1 you'd have f- felt the bumps quite a well, lot more. Well, full disclosure, I did have to pee. <laughs> that, that, that makes definitely. a big difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it actually take your Oh, So, Jim, what did you ride? Uh, well, speaking of peeing, I had the same issue. <laughs> well, first, <laughs> where did we start? Well, yeah, I'll talk about it in a second. But uh, uh, a DRZ uh, Supermoto. DRZ Ooh, from yeah, the Supermoto. That's what I was I did, but yours, I think, was different than the stock one I was on. I'll just say it was rather Just uninspiring because I'm always exploring the mid the weight, you know, dirt bike kind of thing, that three to 400 cc. And I've always, you know, I've ridden yours, your dirt bike before and I rode this one, but the stock one was like, it was all right. I think it's a good platform to build off of. Yeah. But like yours, like you probably have a ton of mods to yours, right? I do. Like, like run down what you've done to your DRZ mm, for. I have Dick suspension in the front. I have White Brothers exhaust. Um, Did you do any gearing kind of stuff? Yeah, I think we went down on the gearing, mm-hmm. Wick and Willie, quite yeah, a bit. Right. Wick type Because I was stuff. wondering, like, do a little bit more hooligan um, kind of stuff. And, yeah. But whatever is fine. But the beam comes in. Bike. It, yeah, I think it's a the great bike. 17 inch wheels, with. just like you have so much control in a slide. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. Uh, but then I rode the BMW mm-hmm. S1000RR. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is not the, the one to the ride with the full. The Not the one to ride with a full bladder. But but that's okay. You know, when, you know, I don't get on those bikes. Well, just ergonomically, they don't set up for me. Clip-ons, race bike, that whole thing. You know, the FC1 sets up perfect because it's upright. Right. Um, but, but you know, I always like to do the bikes I'm never going to probably buy or I rarely sit on. So it was really fun to get on a true, you know, sport bike. And I never got out of second gear. I could have done the whole thing in first gear. But um, yeah. what, what was awesome, Liza asked me about it. And it wasn't, you know, I, I was, my wrists hurt and stuff because we did Laurelist Grade, which I thought was a great You guys did Laurelist Grade? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Dude, we yeah. just did a great like test ride. Oh, oh my BM- God. BMW took you out on a wow. long ride. That's, That's nice. bullshit. I, we just went up the road that we came in on. Yeah, you, left, you left early and didn't get on BMW. I've had that experience oh, with Ducati. Yeah. So Laurelist Grade is this real twisty, beautiful mountain road. But um, but my wrists were hurting because, like I said, I just didn't set up for me. But what I really dug about it was and I told this to Liza over breakfast was it talked about like power I'd never been on something like that where it will throw heaps of power at you mm-hmm. as much as you want at any moment Yeah, and once you like and I'd never even got it up in the power bands you know but I got it up like maybe seven or eight thousand in second gear and you just got a taste of like how fast you want to go because yeah no no problem at Superbike school they, they, they the drills they teach are first and second gear no brakes 
mm-hmm. and they do those drills for quite some time so that people can get used to that higher power band and oh, not, yeah. and not crash their bike. Well, but you're doing like a hundred and five miles an hour. But I actually crashed their bike. <laughs> <laughs> you have lots of those stories, but yes. it was it was still another cool thing to make the event really whole, like to, to keep you there, to have a good time, to want to go back. Yeah, cool. uh, so yeah, those are the bikes I rode. And I was on that same test ride, and I jumped on. As I said, my answer to everything now is when somebody's asked me a question. I like this. What do you want? I want the biggest thing, the biggest one go with all the things. Home. The biggest one with all the things it is works my great. answer now. Yes, exactly. It's funny when they followed up like, it works well, for like food, it like, works for motorcycles, just all the things. Um, but I got the GS, uh, the twelve, the 1250 GSA. And you realize how, I mean, how, how what a fine-tuned machine these really are. Yeah. So yeah, it's like they've been making them for years or something. <laughs> no, I mean, you, I mean, it truly is, uh, I mean, it is something special. I did all of Laurelist Grade, which is a twisty road, and people like in front of me, they're like leaning in in the curves, you know, and I did the whole thing standing upright. Yeah. And um, that bike just handled it. Mm-hmm. I was so comfortable on it i rode as long as i could everywhere it's just standing up and uh it was a very um confidence building bike it felt like it was glued to the pavement at one point oh not when we were we got down the bottom of lauren's grade we had to come back up Mm -hmm. three cars got between the group and me oh you you goosed it huh give it the game on (laughs) (laughs) do you thread the needle and this is a road that there is no passing lanes. But, you know, if you, if you know the bike and you know that there's certain, like, short straightaways, mm-hmm. oh, and it, it served it up. And then I dropped into the corner just without effort. Yeah. yeah. Without effort. And I really was impressed how easy this bike feels like I, I want to take it on the track. And I also want to take it on the dirt. They have so many great uh, accessories for that bike as well. So I really enjoyed it. I but when I asked how much was oh. that with all the things, it's like twenty seven grand. I was like, ooh. Yeah. It's, it's quite a commitment, isn't it? I mean, if yeah. you're going to go get all of the things. Well, uh, Sean Thomas's bike was there because I'm like, I want to see all he's the things. He's got a lot of the things. Oh, yeah, he's got sure. the things. Well, he had the handlebar risers, which mm-hmm, were kind of nice to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks for letting us try your bike, by the way, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice to get on one that had the handlebar risers, even though you, it still needed to be rotated for you. But it got to give you a feel of how much more you can gain from the handlebar. But I, and I just have to say, once again, there were people who don't get it. And you know, between every before every test ride, they tell you go through stop signs, stop lights together as a group. Mm-hmm. Don't slingshot. Don't do this. Ride in staggered formation. They, they told you all that. They didn't say shit about that on the Yamaha test ride. People were just <laughs> they didn't think hot. you would understand. <laughs> um, I, I don't. Here's the no, one. And, and if it's like follow us. The first ride I go out on, the guy who's riding <coughs> one position behind the leader rode right behind her on her tail. I hate that. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then uh, uh, Jim almost rear-ended somebody as the group. I saw the group was going through a stop sign, and somewhere in the middle of the pack, this guy decided, oh, he's going to be the one to come to a full stop. <laughs> well, he wasn't on the ride. He just slipped in between everybody. I know. It was DR650. Uh, but I, no, I saw him the whole time because he was squirrely, so I wasn't close to hitting him. I had eyes on him the whole time. Wait, he was just some rando that showed yeah, up? No, he's, he got into the middle of the test ride. Oh, and like the, everyone's going together as a group through a stop sign. 
and it's like in an office park so it wasn't like there were other cars right waiting to <laughs> go through and it's just like every ride there's an but idiot whatever hey at least we got to hop on some bikes and ride them so yeah. fuck there, it. it's gonna be were. like that whatever a lot of fun a lot of test rides um we saw a lot of our friends there we saw craig at pacific motor training um he was doing ducati test rides we well, saw yeah, his ooh. schools were doing all the test rides mm-hmm. matt from law tigers raw you, you do a good rawr. <laughs> you got the whole thing. And everything. <laughs> well then, great. And not, not wow. you ditched us to hang out with some cooler cats, didn't you? Yeah, we hung out with uh, Kevin and uh, Rob of Brodo GP. Word. Uh, Shout what? out. Yeah. Word. Uh, met up with Kev. We just walked around, talked about stuff, talked about podcast stuff, and we eventually made it at Rob's Pits because he was uh, selling Brodo GP T-shirts, and we were just hanging out and you know being in the racers' pits it was pretty cool. Yeah, Wait, he was selling shit? Well, he was. People were coming up to him, because he had the Broto GP banner out on front of his uh, mm. on his pit area, and people were coming up, shaking hands and stuff, doing meet and greets effectively. But, um, yeah, people buying shirts. But oh, cool. uh, what was cool is, like, I mean, I've hung out in pits before where people are racing, but it, Rob is such a cool guy. Like, he... I was like, it was hot. I had my stupid jacket on for some stupid reason. I should have checked it. And I was like, dude, can I put this in your van? He's like, yeah, just go ahead and do your thing. And I was asking him if I could help him in the pit area. He's like, no, we're cool. So we just ended up hanging out and, you know, shooting the shit for a little bit. It was cool. It was fun talking to those guys. Because, like, Rob lives in San Diego. And uh, and so, you know, we don't. it was like the first time I've ever met him. So, yeah, it was cool. And um, uh, Sheree and, and Aliki, you two, what were you guys doing? Who were oh you hanging God. out with? They do with? the real cool shit. We, like we were amateurs. causing we trouble. Have, <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's agenda is so different because yeah. it, it's just it's World Superbike. And it was so hard for us because we have so many people from our club at you know American Federation of Motorcyclists that were mm-hmm. racing uh, Moto America and Liquid Molly and so it was just so hard we got to watch this person we got to make sure we're there for that person and then we're like trying to do our thing in between it was just uh, yeah we may want to clarify Liquid Molly yeah it's the junior cup race Okay, cool. that's an interesting choice of names. I know they were the ones that that, that uh, did the, the, the class so sponsored the class um, well, let's get to, I mean, we can talk a little bit more about, uh, Sheree, you know, your history with racing and you mentioned AFM, Yep, which is an awesome, awesome thing. Um, our club's like 65 years old now. I think, yeah. Something Damn, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but let's go back, um, uh, Sheree, let's learn a little bit more about you and how you got into riding and racing. Um, well, Santa Claus brought me a purple mini bike on my fourth Christmas. What? Oh, man. Oh, lucky. Oh, game those. over. A cool parent award. <laughs> I talked to him on the phone, and and, I, and he brought it, and he brought all my brother's motorcycles, and it was oh, a Santa. time where... I didn't know you could call him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was so amazing. Like He had a bike for all of my, myself and my four older brothers, and mm, uh, awesome. each week we would have a five-gallon gas can in front of our bike and we had one of those old metal shacks and you know from there it's history I just got a bike you know the hand-me-downs that were always hand-me-ups when it comes to motorcycles and um sure can i ask where yeah. you grew up honey i grew up in southern california in the mojave okay. desert oh nice oh, uh-huh. yeah. quartzell lancaster 
Right on. Palm Dew. <laughs> Palm Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, what is it, Johnson Valley. So good, good, uh, good writing. The crazy thing was, I, is I, I did dirt. You know, I was always just going through the foothills. Uh, the, the one thing is I was in control. You know, you're always being told what to do as a kid, but my kid, my parents just, they let us have these bikes and be in control of, you know, what's going on. We had a curfew or whatever, but, um, you know, I it, had I known you could just get on a track, I probably would have started road racing way sooner. But it's probably a good thing that I didn't as well. <laughs> so you grew up mostly like dirt riding? Dirt riding, yeah. And then when did you get into street riding and track riding? Well, um, that I had my accident. Um, well, let's cover that. Okay. <laughs> so um, my accident, I had a car accident when I was in 2006. It was three weeks after my wedding and my husband was killed in it. Um I suffered a brain injury, a traumatic brain injury. My mm. daughter had to help kind of take care of me. And, and how old was she? She was nine at the time. That's hard. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So I had um, short-term memory loss, and uh, there was a lot, two years of occupational therapy, and through all of that therapy and moving to Sacramento, I just wanted to get away, because people start acting weird when you're, um, no, I did All right, whose phone? I think it's my. Uh, <laughs> it's my alarm. Uh-uh. Alarms are silented. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had it on airplane mode because my battery was dying. Way to break the mood, I know. man. All right, so you have this uh, terrible accident. So, yeah, terrible brain accident. Injury. Uh, moved to Sacramento because people just act weird when someone dies, and you just like want to get away. I I felt awkward around people. I had hmm. had to redevelop my speech, my thinking, some Whoa. some motor skills. It was like really weird. So then when I would get in crowds, I would feel really weird. Um, then my daughter went through adolescence and I went back to college because I just couldn't think of anything else to do to keep my, uh, uh so racing in college and then now I'm a road racer. <laughs> okay, hold on. I knew you skipped a bunch of steps. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so how long was your recovery period from the head injury? I think from 2006 to about 2000, let's see, it's 19. 2015. Wow. Um, I before I got back on a motorcycle and god damn. Do you feel the same? Do you feel right now? No, no. Um, the only people that could tell a difference in me are the like my friends and family that knew me before. Mm. Um, sometimes I get a little repetitious. Uh, I just actually gave up a couple of the drugs that I was prescribed that I took all of those years. I didn't want to keep taking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a whole nother thing. So I'm still going through it. I mean, it's never gone. So, and, and we kind of got into it a bit when we interviewed Craig Vetter right. about recovering from a head injury. Um, it's something that we definitely have to remind ourselves that the risks that we take, and this wasn't on a motorcycle, but still, no, we, we yeah. do take risks, um, how it can affect your family and your community who have to be there for you. So, how did your family and community respond well, like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a lot of the friends and family in my hometown were just, they just kind of got weird. Mm. Um, my husband and I were, I guess, kind of popular because we, we grew up in that town, so it was a very small town. And, um, you know, I, I moved up to Sacramento and I got into all kinds of stuff. You know, I tried being in a band and doing music and just the awkwardness and the, the 
the weird stuff that you go through in your own head when you don't feel like yourself but you're trying to be um just kind of draws you to certain places Mm -hmm. and uh my 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 ex's brother came down on a buell and he was going down to california and we traded his buell for my jeep because he had to go all the way to san diego so i took his buell and that was like in 15 14 maybe and um when he came back to get his buell i went and i bought my ducati hyper motard and, <laughs> nice so and that was uh, it. wow that was your first bike back in that's my first bike I, back I in 1100 <laughs> wow. go got, big or go home yeah <laughs> <laughs> so when you got on that buell um what, what, what were you thinking? You're like, well, um, is this going to come back to me? Did it come back to you quickly? Oh yeah, or is it like oh yeah, it came back it? to me quickly. Okay. I, I definitely didn't have to relearn how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think there's certain things that that are long term memory that are just there, mm-hmm. and then the things that are short term memory, like going back to college, was really, 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 really rough. Yeah. And um, and that, and I actually I became a paramedic, and the 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 stuff that you go through, and the hazing that happens in those types of places, it really just starts knocking down your self esteem. Yeah, it and, sucks, man. And I don't. I met somebody online. Ann Dumoto was her name and they were going down to Chuckwalla and I was just following her and this train of people that were going down for this ladies track day and I'm like I want to ride on the track so they came back up I don't know a few weeks later I got my my Ducati Hypermotard on the track crash first day turn three Thunderhill yeah. I'm like I'm going to because I'm a badass and oh boy <laughs> you learn that to be humbled by the tarmac really quick yeah. yep. <laughs> sorry let me go back to the Buell again but like when you got on the bike at what point did you go holy shit I'm actually doing this again I'm like of course I am doing this again like you know like <laughs> I think for me, I just always kind of have that I'm a badass attitude, you know. Like mm-hmm. so, I just like mm-hmm. I show up at work. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I ride a motorcycle, <laughs> and I ride it good. Yeah, <laughs> um, you, you do have a swagger about you. But I remember, you, I remember thinking to myself, man, you know, my band kind of eh, whatever. And I remember thinking to myself, I want to do something that I'm really good at, that I could really toot my own horn and and feel good about what I do, that sure. I'm naturally good at. For sure. And it was riding. And, you know, yeah. you, you have to have natural skills. Be, I mean, Buells are great bikes. But to be honest with you, they're not the, they're not the easiest bike to ride. They're, there's nothing intuitive about a Buell. You can go fast on one, but you've got to work to do it. She's laughing. Well, this, this is Harley bashing through the side door. Well, it is because, you know, I did Harleys in my 20s. So the Buell was like the sport bike. And I was yeah. like going to be the biker chick on the sport bike. But, you know, they've got such a steep head angle. Angle, and they're kind of yeah. short, mm. and they're kind of twitchy, and you got to work them. Yeah, what kind of bill was it? Uh, it was the big one, the lightning. Yeah, lightning. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, mm. yeah, it's a fun bike. So you don't actually f- ever fully recover from something like this. No, and no. you still carry with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, is this where the PTSD comes in? Yeah, the PTSD comes in there. You know, like I said, when you start feeling like you know, I don't know, there, there's certain triggers 
with mental health just like there are with like medical problems like if you have diabetes you know if you're having a sugar event so you know mm-hmm. what you need to do right so same same with PTSD like you you recognize that you're starting that to spiral you know you're like yeah. starting to get into a depression you're sitting on the couch you're doing this stuff that's that's making you feel like shit you know so then you 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 just try to grasp anything that made you feel good and I knew that that one thing that I was so good at that I felt good and nobody can have control over me was to get back on the horse and yeah. right, get, get right back to that kid on the mini moto that's right there you go we've talked about this a lot before um, riding is therapy oh yeah for many people yes I mean it, it keeps bagel sane yeah, yeah <laughs> it does well, and, my, and we've talked to organizations yeah, but, that do yeah. PTSD recovery you know we've had people on the podcast right. that do that and it's a great therapy yeah yeah, my first my first day on the track, I I was I was just the the women were so nice. I raced uh, motocross when I was younger, and mm-hmm. if you did run into a woman on the track, they were more catty and territorial than the guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't be good; you're a chick, you know. Mm-hmm. And these women in 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 the paddock were so nice to me, and they were they. I had somebody had to help me with my second bike. Then gave me a, a a master cylinder for my brake, so I could just have a track day. And they were a racer, you know. And mm-hmm. I just knew I wanted every woman to feel that way when they step foot on the paddock because we're all so awkward and misfitted, kind of in our own way. And and I just, you know, I wanted everyone to have the same feeling I felt right. when I stepped foot on that paddock. And and we talked a, bit, a little bit about this in the uh, machine shop earlier. And it, it's it's a byproduct. Is that what you're calling the garage? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's a byproduct byproduct of being kind of a marginalized group and as bikers we are i mean we're very much on the outskirts of society and always have been which is why there's just such a tight bond amongst us so um you're finding that riding is what's really helping you with ptsd yep yep how does that tie into Shimoto? Well, well, then I got totally sucked into racing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have a huge competitive edge, and I believe it's from having four older brothers. Yes, it yeah. is. And uh, my dad was an airplane mechanic, so I, I'm really good with building and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, I started racing, and I met a leaky. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, then I just started developing my nonprofit, um, Shimoto's, and you know, just helping empower women, building the grid for our club. Uh, we separated the grid last year. We used to only have um, one grid, which was our heavyweight, our middleweight, and our lightweight this bikes. This is the AFEM class. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they would all have to race each other, and you mm. can tell that that's. I mean, that's not a fair. No, it's not fight at all. And we still have our our heavyweight and middleweight bikes are still together because the numbers are low. Yeah. So we we started feeds, Aliki and I, we started feeds and we started talking to all the girls and we started building this up and then it started becoming a nonprofit. Um, and we were able to contact the board and separate the grid to where we would have a lightweight class and a heavyweight middleweight class. So now the lightweight grid has grown and we do an event every year, which is next weekend, called Curves and Corners. And um, we build awareness and we also raise funds for scholarships to get more women on the track with 
you know, building skills rather than it's a racetrack. Right. Women with PTSD. Women with PTSD. Women. I mean, you know, the thing is, is six out of 10 women in our country suffer from PTSD. Um, I, I hate to just put it on one thing. Because, you know, there's so many people that would say, you don't have PTSD, you weren't in the war. It's weird. It's weird how the whole PTSD thing works. Yeah, it's, it's not a war-based oh, first thing. Responders. It's trauma. And first General, responders. Yeah. There's yeah. so many different things. And yeah. I am one. And, and mm-hmm. I think it, it's as a result of my car accident because I, mm-hmm. I had that. But with that being said, um, you know, it, it we just started supporting all these women. And it's funny because now they're starting to come out of the woodwork and tell their stories, whether they were, you know, sexually assaulted or had a motorcycle accident and mm-hmm. just wanted to get on back on the horn, you know? And we give them, we give them the, the luxury of having that, that introduction and it, it eventually comes out, you know, um, we're, we're not prejudiced against whatever you need for your support. We're just trying to help you get out there and ride. Yeah. How big was the grid this uh, this season or this year? So our grid for our AFM class with the other grids, we had what five waves? I think. Whoa! It was seventy-two people. Holy shit! On our grid, it was the largest grid that we've had in a long time. That's awesome. AFM. So we're doing really good. We're starting to have some changes. It used to now. be like no people, right? I mean, oh. at one point it was just like you were as saying. As far as like, women. Yeah. Yeah. Last oh, and there are <clears throat> so many women coming up on these 300s that are so yes. good, dude. So 300 serious ass. Yes. 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 Yep. Right. So, yeah. I wanted to take a quick moment to have a word from our sponsor, Law Tigers. <laughs> who were sponsors of the event? They had. Sure, he's uh, got the best crowd there, by the way. Yeah, right. do, do it with uh, your hand, too. The hand. There it is. No, <laughs> I, it was so great to see. Law Tigers was uh, a big sponsor. Their name was all over the place. Free, we got to, free gear check, which free was Free gear awesome. check from Law oh, Tigers. Nice. Um, <clears throat> you know, I always say, you know, Law Tigers are there when you need. And it is true. When you get in an accident, you don't want to deal with an insurance company. Uh, on your own you need to call a lawyer and you need to call a lawyer who knows how to deal with motorcycle uh, related issues we've seen it before where you have uh, cops or or even judges that may be biased right yeah don't call soul (laughs) (laughs) but even though they were sponsoring um, the races um, here's what I really love about Law Tigers they said you know what we want to pay for an advertisement but don't talk about us we want you to talk about people that we love and that we support. So tonight, Law Tigers wants us to talk about Moto Bird Adventures. Oh, oh they nice. are. Cute. Yeah, our friend Carrie, who runs this, if you guys remember, they do uh, Baja uh, trips mm-hmm. and women's trips to Mexico. <clears throat> women's trips to Mexico, but not just that. Like off road shit. We have a gift certificate for two hundred dollars from them for our benefit next weekend. Awesome. Oh, fantastic. Um. This month, they're doing a California Lost Coast dual sport tour. Cool. Oh, nice. Lost Coast you know, is dope. What's interesting is, I didn't make that trip with you guys, but when they did the trip down to Carrizo, um, their ask to participate was to donate to a cause, and one of them was yep. a vet's cause. That's one I donated to, was the vet's one. So it's great to see this network of people that are supporting this. Yeah. Um, coming up in September, Baja dual sports. And their thing is, too, it's, it's a women's tour, but you are a, you can bring a man. Yeah. 
it's okay because a lot of women like to travel with their companion a lot like the women riders world relay yeah we'll yeah. let you in we'll give you the stink guy but we'll let you in our, <laughs> our ladies track day is co-ed as well and uh november marin and sonoma tours mm-hmm. coming up in 2020 the baja wales tour Ooh, it's a paved road tour they said that one is awesome uh in march of 2020 Belize dual sport. Wow. That's cool. Yes. That is women, but you are allowed to bring a male companion. But it is really, it's it's, it's a woman's trip. No, I know it's a woman. I was surprised because I thought it was just just women's. Well, here's co-ed. April 2020, co-ed Carrizo. Cool. Yep. Choose your own adventure weekend. So we got to put that on our calendars already for April of next year. That's the super bloom. I know we do. So uh, Moto Bird Adventures, you can find out more at motobirdadventures.com. And um, if you need to seek legal advice, we recommend Law Tigers. You can find them at lawtigers.com and you can find an attorney near you. And they're all darn nice people. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. You know what? They have gone out of their way to do so much for the community that it's not self-promoting like you said before um actually sheree just spoke to them this weekend and they're super donating a whole bunch of stuff for the next for her event next weekend yeah and yes. there was no they've been asked, so supportive yeah. of my race racing everything i was the top six national finalist for the um women's influencer contest last year with them mm. Ooh, nice yeah. awesome so nice. in summary Law Tigers. <laughs> go get them, Lux. Great. There you go. There you go. So, Cherie, so you're you're riding, you're doing what you love. Now, do you have a jobby job or have you made this? I do. I have a couple jobs. Uh, <laughs> I've been a hairdresser for over 30 years. Oh, okay. So long. And I, I'm an ER tech in the ER. I work yeah. in the ER a couple That's days heavy. a week. Wow. Yeah. And I run the nonprofit Shimoto's, um, just building awareness, riding, racing, touring. I spend a lot of time racing. I spend a lot of time rebuilding my bike because we've <laughs> crashed a few times. So I, I checked out uh, your stuff online and everything. It's really cool. If people want to help support, like, well, maybe talk more about what it is you do and how can we support it, like, you know. Well, I, we do have a website, shimotos.com. That's with two E's, S-H-E-E, motos. Why you do that? Yeah. Why? Why do I do two E's? Um, because my my nephews and nieces and everybody, <laughs> as I was growing up, called me she, Auntie She. <laughs> oh, oh. <That's> <laughs> bringing it back. Bringing it so, back. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> she motos and motos being um, all terrains because I I love every type of bike. I love yeah. the diversity of of being supportive to people on every type of bike. Um, to get on the track because you don't have to have a sport bike to get on the track. You don't. No, you don't. You, you can do with a trailer. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I seen that my buddy brought his Bergman to the track once. But here's the thing that really pisses me off about people who bring like inappropriate bikes to the track. When they pass me, it makes me mad. That's the best part. <laughs> then maybe you need to move up yes. class. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, that's where it came from. Cool. So Shimoto's dot com shimotos.com i do have a donate button and your proceeds will go towards um scholarships for women to get in for safety and advanced writers training with carters at the track is that where nice. it says uh, sponsor a victim of ptsd to get yep. help 
Yeah. All right, cool. Absolutely. Hit that button. And also, I want to give a big plug to the AFM. When I first moved here oh, to yeah. California, I was hanging out with my friends who were racing the AFM. I had so much fun. I wasn't racing, but I was going with them to all the tracks and just being pit. And I became a part of that community, too. Mm-hmm. And I got to know people. And what I loved is you can walk around the pits and, and different people would have just chairs out and coolers. And it's such a community hanging it is out. so cool. I wasn't even racing. Oh, yeah. But I loved being there. I love the smell of the two-stroke. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of race gas on the track oh yesterday. The, the sound is nuts. I was walking uh, over the bridge to go to the corkscrew, and you hear the bikes going underneath the bridge. We, got, oh, we, have, we did an audio when oh, we were standing on the bridge. Yeah. Dude, it hurts your ears. Yes, it does. It does. Loud. It does. It does. So for people in uh, Northern California, can you tell us what tracks people are racing at and how people can find out where the AFM races are? Because anyone can go and watch. Yeah, it's And it's American, a good time. American Federation of Motorcyclists, um, we primarily race at Thunder Hill. We also do Button Willow because we try to catch some of the Southern California fresh yeah. meat. Fresh <laughs> meat. And um, we do Sonoma as well. Um, so it's 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 amazing. Aliki and I kind of started a little campaign last year and divided our teams, she, Team Shimoto's, Team Venom. And there's a group of girls, and we're all supportive and help each other build our bikes after I crash, because I seem to be the one that crashes all the time. <laughs> and throwing chains. Uh, yeah, we, we have quite the dynamic. Um, but we support each other in the paddock, but when we get out on the racetrack, it's all bets are off. I had a, a sponsor recently feel like a pro dirt Brian Bartlow, he tells me, he says, we get ready for our first race. This oh, is God. round one, Button Willow. And it's starting to get a little nervous now, you know, because <laughs> we're getting so much press. Yeah. And and he says, just just punch her in the uterus. And I'm like, what? Punch her, punch her right he says, <laughs> before you go out on that race, forward. I know you guys love each other very much, but just punch her in the uterus. <laughs> yeah, no, like, you guys totally do that. Too. They just flick good. each other right in the balls. Like, hey, right? have a good race. Right? <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, like, the proper thing is just a little ass smack, yeah, right? right? We all right. we all do it, right? Sure. But this is, this is like go the, get a, the box punch. Yeah. Yeah. I always do the side boob, Pat. Is that not right? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm going to implement that. <laughs> Well, this is not a slap. So it's kind of become a thing because uh, we go to go out and I went over to give her a hug and I looked her in the eyes like I'm going to hug her and I punched her right in the box. Dude, she punched me. I had a is bruise. There a, okay. a, a bruise? And this, is video my, this is my first expert race. That's some racing. Okay. Oh, I'm all race against like, me. losing my mind. Her super nervous. We're, sitting, we're standing beside I'm each other. like you. You know, the countdown is commencing. You're waiting for the last call. Doing our ritual on the bike, and I'm just standing there like. And she just comes up to me with these loving eyes. She's, she's so pretty, and she's just her her arms are open wide to give me this big hug, and Surprise. she just punches me right in the butt, dude. Can I tell you though that may I won that race? Uh huh. It's original. That means you gotta keep doing it. That means you gotta keep fucking doing it. I did. I kicked Cherie's ass. In turn one, just just saying. <laughs> Don't think you got yeah. by me. So, what what bikes are you guys riding? We we moved down to the three hundreds. We've been racing middleweight since we started, but we moved down to the three hundreds because they're just a freaking blast. Yeah, they're easy to work on. It's cheaper. Right. These are the Ninja Ninja yeah. three hundred. Yeah, and now we kind of, we seem to have like this little following, and and it, it's just amazing. Those so grids are growing big time now, especially yeah. with the 400 out now. Do you guys, uh, you guys do allow the uh, um, 
those organizations that rent out track bikes, right? Like yeah, we have Flap. A, flap, yeah. yeah. Our friend Aaron like does Flap. Yeah. Did we talk about the whole Liquid Molly and the racer kid you were supposed to kid no, about? I, I, was, I was getting there. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's why I was just saying support racing. Go have fun. You don't have to wait for yeah. Moto America or the GP to come no. around. Mm. Because there's racing clubs all throughout the and US and in other days. countries as well. There's track days to sharpen your skills just as a street rider. I mean, mm-hmm. we're having this big event next weekend and you could bring your whole family. We have a kids corner. We have the best part is after the track goes cold. We're having the slow races. We're having a beer garden, s'mores for the kids. I mean, it's the camaraderie is so amazing. It, it's impossible to come and feel awkward. <laughs> One of my favorite races I ever witnessed was up at Sonoma and they were up at the go kart track they had like vespas and and uh mopeds and stuff racing and there was this dude on this cafe moped and when he did the straightaway he'd pedal like nothing (laughs) and it cracked me up (laughs) but they have the tt treasure island that's like yeah exactly so yeah go out there and and try racing yeah there's i guess the best introduction is going to be to do a track day which will be instructional yeah and um and and some of them supply bikes some don't um we've got so many here in in california but also even if you're not in or want to get on the track go watch racing right find your local club and go see it even if it's at the go-kart track and, and pit bike racing i mean pocket bike racing oh my god that's oh, yeah. hysterical <laughs> Mini bike racing it's fun and it's a community it i is. find those a lot more fun to watch like the little bikes or yeah. even the ninjas the 300s and stuff like that watching those races are so awesome pocket bikes I'm with sidecars is so the best shit happens after, in those yeah. races. After, the, after the track goes cold all shenanigans happen even last <laughs> right. night we're we're at laguna seca and we have the guys have all the pit bikes and they're rolling down the steps and going across the bridge at laguna seca <laughs> and the officials aren't doing anything about it they're like yeah so you cool. know thinking back to portland the one thing I enjoyed the most was Danger Dan oh, on yeah. the flat track. <laughs> Danger Dan is an, and, he's an animal. Yeah, Danger what was he animal. riding? Some fucking goo- little goofy little mini bike thing. Stupid Stratton. mini oh, bike. Oh, was it one of the, like, like the Coleman? Yeah, yeah, yeah like little Coleman. He, you know, he, he knew he was in trouble. There's like 40 people racing and he goes, when they, all these guys from Portland start showing up because it just reeked of liquor. He's like, I knew I was in trouble then. <laughs> but, you know, the little bikes are so much fun. Oh, and new. if you've never actually seen a motorbike race in Perth, Person. It's wild. It, it's it's far better than watching it on YouTube or watching it on TV. If you're actually there as part of it, you can really get into it. So, yeah, get get your tail down to a racetrack. Even if you don't want to race, just watch. Be part of it. But not just that. You're seeing a lot of young people come up through through the AFM absolutely going up into we racing and in fact oh, sure. you had quite a we few have to racers fight for them too you know yeah. just for insurance and all of that stuff for them to get into practice because mm-hmm. it, it's hard the industry is hard so Laguna Seca has uh, a lot of the young kids can't even ride Laguna Seca and the only time they can ride it is when they're racing Moto America right. so they have they can't zero even time to practice mm-hmm. because of insurance reasons and that sort of thing so so watching them out there is I would, spectacular I would mm-hmm. think that you You've, you've got your eye and on maybe some up-and-coming talent. Is there anyone you would like to share Absolutely. with us? Absolutely. <laughs> Here comes the 
Dang. <laughs> Nicholas Thompson Racing. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Nicholas Thompson Racing. Yeah. Nick Nicholas. is um, the son of our race mom, Shayna, who was the, the, the cancer victim we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Haley. I sponsor Haley. She won District 36 Championship this that's year. His nice, dude. That's his nice. sister. That's his sister. Yeah. Um, cool. She's sponsored oh, by Shimoto's. Uh, Venom sponsors Nick. We... <sighs> Talk about people and places. We were blessed with box seats uh, up in the suite. We get like all the the fine dining and all of that stuff. We got we, the hookups. We where we got to watch Nick race, and I was just a buffoon watching him race today. <laughs> it was it was so amazing just to see him out there making the top ten. We have several kids in that race. Did we say how old he is? He's 15 years old. Wow. Yeah, doesn't even have a driver's license. No. Yeah. Don't you want to just smack him? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This kid is so deserving. You don't. That whole family is the most amazing family ever. You just want to be a part of it. Yeah, it's infectious. But does he have it? Um, He has it. He's a very smart racer. Very smart racer. I, I, I can't say enough about the kid. He, we, we got technical yesterday. He was going to change his gearing, and we're doing, oh, I don't know if I do it like that. And because and, he, he raced, or he did his qualifier, and he did a practice with one set of sprockets, and then he was going to practice this morning because nobody was going to be at pace, and then change his gearing so that he could do the race in a gear that he had never, ever tried before. And we're like, oh, don't God, do what's that. he doing? Don't do that. But he did it, and yeah. he did, he was doing fine, but he was struggling with his pressures, and the track was weird because the fog. Mm-hmm. There's so many things to take yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And he's a race, and we're listening. He's 15, and the whole crew has to listen to him. The, the mechanic, the, everybody has to listen to yeah. him, no matter what what he wants he is the racer so you're like no dude that's not a good idea but we have to yeah so uh he he's he's a very smart racer it was it was a crazy day and unfortunately he crashed out but oh boo and was this his first time racing in moto america it was his second his first was at utah two weeks ago cool Where where did he crash out uh down the front straight Oh, what happened? And uh, I think it was turn two. Was it turn two? Turn Taking two. the two. Taking yeah. the turn two. Yeah, okay. Turn two gets That's a lot of people. Yeah. And is he okay? Is the obvious thing. Oh, it, it, it was, was so what? hard for me. He came into the paddock and he, he's just such an awesome kid, man. He comes into the paddock rolling and he's like, top ten, top ten. And he tells me, <laughs> right so on. he's, he's I, who was he following? He was following somebody who had a pit board out saying that they were ninth. And he was, the, I, I remember looking on the TV screen and seeing him being 15th, and I'm like, man, if he can get top 10, dude, that kid is just going to be like, he's going to be so freaking, and he deserves it. I mean, their family went through so much shit last year with, uh, you know, Shayna and, and everything that was going on with her breast cancer, and mm-hmm. they, they raced that whole season, can I tell you? And then Shayna just, and she was still the track mom. She yeah. was like, what do you need? What and do you she's, want my, she's my wow. treasurer oh and my, my vice president for Shimoto's. She yeah. just like, um, and That's awesome. <laughs> so he's in 15th. I'm looking on the screen. I'm like, oh man, can you make it? And just a couple, I mean, this kid is just dicing through people. Like, Aah! yeah, he was in the back and he what? had to dice and through about eight kids. And he sees this kids. board and it's, it's, you know, ninth place. And he's behind the guy. He's got the pit board out that says ninth place. And he's just like, don't do it. And I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> that it. same lap that he got into what? turn two. And, <laughs> but still. What is he, he riding? Top 10. <laughs> All the kids are on the 400s now. Yeah. 400. Yeah. 400. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. cool. say his name again. 
Nicholas Thompson. Nicholas Thompson. I'm sure yeah. he's got a dot com or Facebook. Nicholas some. Thompson Racing. Yes. Nicholas yeah. Thompson Check Racing. Out Facebook. Yeah. That'll that. be fun to to follow him. Yeah. Is that C H or K? C H or K? It's K. It's, it's K. Oh, it is K. N I K. Nicholas. Nicholas. The European spelling. Yes. So what what race are you guys going to next? Two weeks. Two weeks. It's the, the, I'm going to kick the ass. I don't think so. <laughs> Wait, where is this? Where oh, girl, is this? you don't even know. I don't think so. <laughs> where, where is this happening? It's happening at uh, Thunder Hill Raceway. T Hill? Okay, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. I, it gets I was, roasty hot up there. Yeah, well, with Venom Base Layers. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to worry yeah. about that. Work no it more. in there. Yeah. Work it in there. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I just was fortunate enough to be able to go through the process of straightening the frame up and all these things with my motorcycle. Yeah. So Aliki's in for a real treat. And that's when you should be giving a shout out to. Oh yeah, GP Will and Frame. Jerry is the beast nest. Yeah, that guy's been around a while. Everybody, buddy, like goes to him. Man, just, I'm telling you, I out, went yeah. in his garage. We sat, right, we sat in front of. He's got this arm, and he starts measuring. I have, I have footage, and it's mm-hmm. it it geometrically measures your bike in a 3D, and then it transposes it to a digital format so that he could tell what tip needs to be bent back whatever degree nice. then we hang it from a rack and then we do all the straightening and I, 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 we needed so much work and he just went through everything with me we spent two days on this bike and i i can't even hardly talk about it because my brain is so full mm-hmm. of input that i i can't even i don't even know where to start yeah wow yeah, yeah for sure i, I can't even cool. believe that i'm a rider or a racer technic with that much technicality that i can i'm having this done to my bike it's just weird to me yeah. what did he do with the the engine mounts so the front yeah one of the things so my steering head was bent so he's mm. you know we hang it on the rack we, we put the steering the rod through the steering head and we could see it's you know a few degrees off but this guy knows every bike and every flaw you know and he's probably already machined a part for that flawed part yeah and so one of the things with the 300 they're so easily bent but they're so easily bent back yeah and he the thing is is you got to take all the when you crash you got to take all those motor mounts and loosen them, shake down the bike. But it's important to put them back in sequence, tighten them back in sequence, uh, so you align the yep. front with the back. Right. And so he straightens the front, and then he he torques the top end of the motor mount bolts back in, and it actually sets the that steering head off again a little bit. Yeah. So he loosened it, and he overcorrected it. I don't know, five hundred mil degree or whatever he this guy <laughs> and and then and then he torques him back in and then it was straight and then we can align the rest of it and I'm just like that's awesome oh, that's, that's so cool uh, it, but you would only know that if you were you know 50 years in the business right <laughs> right yeah so um good news everyone oh moto america is not just a one-time deal no it's they've been racing but there's still more races this year in fact the next one August 10th and 11th, Sonoma Raceway. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh-huh. You yeah. interested? You want to go? Heck yeah. I'm kind of stoked. I had so much wait, fun. Wait, wait, wait. What's that date? August 10th and 11th. Aren't we slated to do something different that weekend? The next weekend, Oh. The next weekend. <clears throat> okay. Um, and then in August 23rd through 25th, it's going to be at Pittsburgh International Raceway. Mm. Um, and then... That's sep- Pittsburgh... 
PA. Yep. And then September 7th and 8th at, at the New Jersey Motorsports Park. And then it's going to end uh, September 20th uh, through the 22nd at Barber Motorsports. Whoa. Oh, nice. cool. In Alabama. Barber's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome you know, apparently. Best motorcycle museum maybe in the world. Yeah. So I recommend get out there. Go have some fun. They've really stepped it up. Um, Wayne Rainey has pulled out all the stops and and turned this he's turned it out mm-hmm. it is turned out well, i remember turned. talking to him about it was it a couple of years ago we interviewed yeah. him at talbot and oh was yeah about that's this stuff yeah that's got to be a couple of years With ago his gp um, bike yeah. yeah well his gp bike had arrived like two weeks before yeah. and so they were still setting it up and still getting the lighting cool right and it too. was it was wild because there's wayne rainer yeah right next <laughs> to, to his, his 83 GP bike, yeah. and they're still kind of setting it up. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's a neat guy. And Kenny and Kenny Junior's bikes. And you yes. know, I, and I know there's a lot of people out there who think anyone who's like going to get on the track, you must be crazy to do it. I'll a little I'll bit. Tell you, uh, really, a little bit. what's what's crazier, going fast on the track? Are riding a vintage CB750 cross country. Uh, <laughs> now that's uh, a desire to ride anything cross country. That is a special kind of crazy. That's crazy. Davis, I'm looking at you now. Yeah, that's a tough call. Not... <laughs> that's my Davis, kind of crazy. Davis, what the hell are you doing? Uh, I'm riding the only motorcycle I own until the engine blows up or until I get back home. It's a two. Honda. It's not going to happen. Right. Well, yeah, but I've been the one doing all the wrenching on it, so the chances go up. Up a little bit. So uh, you pulled in uh, to the garage this morning, and you had a bit of an oil leak. When I say bit. Yeah, when you say bit, you're underselling it a little bit. The entire right side of the motorcycle is a rolling EPA violation. So <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. And we got you right away just tearing it apart, right. getting the engine apart. Good thing is, on those bikes, normally you have to pull the entire engine to get yeah. the, to get the, the cover. Off. It, was, it was one of the little quirks about 754s. Mm-hmm. You you can eke things out. I mean, people have taken the engine mounts off and dropped the engine as far as you can in the frame and done this and done this. But his bike mm-hmm. has got the ultimate modification. It does. I wish I had known about this. Yeah. Uh, so... The frame kit that you can get is just little... You just cut out two of the lower bars. The CB750s have three, I guess, backbone pipes in the frame. Uh, And you cut out two of the lower ones and weld in basically this kit where you can just unscrew uh, those lower two bars and drop them out. And that lets you get at the top end, really at the whole engine uh, if you want Mm -hmm. to. It can basically be torn apart in the frame, uh, which is lovely because I've pulled the engine, the whole thing, uh, three times now. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, and it's not a it's not an easy maneuver. Typically, the way they uh, suggest you do it, if you don't have a helping hand, is just undo all the bolts, tip the bike over, pick it back up, and hopefully the engine stays on the ground. <laughs> now the CB750 in its stock form yes. is not terribly uncomfortable. It is a pretty nice bike. Yeah, I mean they're it, big and roomy, and they're kind of. Yeah, like they, a, they are in their stock form, but once you yes. brat it out, yes, yeah, I'm looking at you again. Well, okay, so in my defense, <laughs> when I bought this bike, it was very, very different. It was, uh, it's got pod filters on it. They removed the stock airbox. Mm-hmm. It had a cheap little eBay seat on it. It has eBay suspension. Yeah, it's got the little flat brat seat, and it's got low bars. Yeah, the low bars and all that. Um, I've basically changed 
all almost all of that except the the suspension really uh, and i didn't even know it was an ebay suspension for the longest time uh, it just it works uh, i added a little bit of padding to the seat i will not say it's very comfortable you showed me the airhawk and uh-huh. that that's yep. a game changer that was oh, yeah. really yeah. comfortable so Uh, it's got a couple of things that make it a little bit nicer for the long distance touring I've got just a token windscreen on there which Mm -hmm. does very little other than keep my torso from acting like a giant parachute Um, (laughs) but it's you know it's a little bit of help on the freeway speeds but there's something else on it that I noticed that seemed a little odd yes as I like to say, it reminds me of a mullet. It's it's all party in the back. Is it a dildo? Well, so what's now? What's going what's going on with your tires? Uh, so about well, how far is San Luis Obispo from here? Like maybe a hundred miles? No, it's oh, more it's like two hundred. Yeah, it's a few hours. Yes, two, yeah. two and a half It's hours. about two and a half, three yeah. hours. Yeah, uh, about San Luis Obispo, I put a big old <laughs> screw through the sidewall of the rear tire, Ooh. Uh, and I have some nice. Uh, I have some nice. Uh, had some nice. Uh, Dunlop D404s, they are pretty good on the street. Um, but with a rear tire being 18 inches, um, there's not a ton of modern tires made for uh, sport bikes or street riding with uh, 18 inches. So the closest thing I could get, or the only thing that I could get would fit, was a Dunlop D606, which is a big freaking off road tire. <laughs> He's uh, got a knobby on the rear. I was wondering about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was. I told you this, but uh, I pulled up to a gas station in Big Sur, and some guy was standing behind the bike. He couldn't see the front of it, and he looked at the rear tire, which is, like you said, a huge knobby, and he's like, hey, man, that's a sweet tire. Where are you going on this thing? And then he walked around to the front and saw the front tire, which is completely street. He's like, where are you going on this thing? So, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. I, took, I did take it off-road because I had to, which was 50% okay. Well, you, know what, you know what the solution is here, right? What's that? Get a dirt tire on the front. There you mm-hmm. go. I'm not opposed. I mean, I'm probably going to swap. I'm probably going to have to swap out the front by the time I get to Seattle. I probably will have to swap out the rear too because I'm going to shoot through oh, that yeah, tire. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'll let you look through our tire. See if there's any. I think I threw one away recently. Oh, no. <laughs> that last tire run that I did, we got rid of a lot of stuff. There was like brand new tire with the labels on it that is just aged out, sitting yeah. in the garage. That's yeah. right. It probably would have been good to ride the freeway speeds anyway. So. Turn, it turned into black concrete, and I haven't got any any eighteen inch tires left of me. I've got a garage full of. You don't have eighteen inches. inches don't have 18 inches uh, i've got a garage full of 17s now oh, okay yeah. so how long have you been on this trip uh this is day 22 or oh, 23 cool. so it's been a while i take it really slow i stay off the interstates and try to hit some more of the uh the interesting curvy roads nice dude nice. i've stopped and yeah. seen uh family in shreveport friends in los angeles friends new friends in santa cruz so that's nice Wait, uh, are you talking about us? I'm talking about you guys. Hey. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, it's that. been nice taking it slow and seeing some really beautiful parts of the country. What's and, your What's your timeline? Do you have one? Yeah, I got to be back in school uh, second week of August-ish, which leaves me another three weeks or so to get back to Atlanta. So You can see a yeah. lot in three weeks, man. I sure can. Hopefully. Awesome. 
So where where are you heading? You're, you're get, how much longer you got? So right now I'm headed up to Seattle, um, and then where I go from Seattle is just going to be a function of how fast I'm traveling and how long it takes me to get back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally, I was going to go across the north end of the country, see Glacier, uh, Grand oh, yeah. Tetons, Badlands, Black Hills, all that fun oh, stuff. Shit. Yeah, that'd be dope, dude. Uh, which I might still have time for. I might just have to cut diagonally back across uh, Illinois and Indiana and Kentucky and Ohio. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Fun, <laughs> which, fun. Yeah, which is fine. You know, riding is riding, and it's, yeah. it can't be that bad. Right? And, and I have to ask, because you're, you're, you're barely keeping the bike together. How's your gear working out? Did you, did you find that you chose the right gear for this trip? I have found that I chose the right gear for this trip. Um, it has. I've gone through a lot of different climates. Uh, it got up to like 104 in El Paso. Uh, it got down to like 40s uh, in the mountains near Flagstaff. Um, and despite all that, I've got uh, I've got an Olympia jacket that's got removable thermal and waterproof liners. Uh, if it doesn't have any of the liners, it flows a ton of air and is super comfortable. Nice. Uh, if it does get a little chilly, mm-hmm. I throw on a sweatshirt and the uh, thermal liner. And it's it's honestly pretty comfortable. Um, there's also been some cold weather on the coast of California. It was oh, yeah. surprising, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, so. it's been cold yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that wind comes down from Alaska. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, it's it's all held up. The gear is held up fantastically. I bought some new pants for the trip, and now they're soaked in oil, which is lovely. But Ooh. yeah, well, that's waterproofing, darling. Of course, <laughs> you know it'll be like water off a duck's back. <laughs> well, and and lastly. Um, you got to spend the day hanging out here. Was it everything you hoped it would be? It sure was. You guys are simultaneously helpful and full of shenanigans. <laughs> I wouldn't say yeah, you're full of well, shit. No, that's <laughs> very true. No, he ingratiated himself to me straight away. What? What was your favorite show? Uh... Favorite. What, well, what what was your favorite subject that we covered on the uh, history? Oh, hole? the Comstars. Ooh, look at that! Right. The Comstar yeah, history yeah. hole. That's right. And that was a great show because um, Liza actually came over to Miss Emma's house, and we sat in our spare room over tea and crumbly cake, <laughs> and just recorded this history and hole. And it the, was uh, wonderful. The gin, the gin one, the version. OGs. Yeah. Yes, they are. Uh, they're an acquired taste, but like once you acquire the taste, they're beautiful. Wheels. My opinion on Comstar wheels, like a lot of things, the original design concept, which is on your bike, mm-hmm. is the purest form and is actually the most <clears throat> handsome. And as time went on, they got uglier. So all of you are listening have got reverse Comstars. And I don't think they're ugly wheels, but they're not as pretty as the Gen 1s. The Gen 1s in the natural color with the little boots over the rivets, oh, they're great looking wheels. And that's the purest form. I got a question for you. <laughs> when did you realize when you were on this trip, holy shit, I'm actually doing this? When did that hit you? That hit me, actually, in the weirdest spot, it hit me west of Del Rio, Texas, mm. um, which I I was expecting the ride from Del Rio, Texas, um, which is about 250 miles from Austin. Um, I expected the ride from Del Rio to El Paso to be kind of horrible. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of long, flat, straight desert highways through nothing. Yeah, what highway were you on? You I was, oh man, I can't remember at this point. But it yeah. runs from Del Rio uh, up to El Paso. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And I stuck with that one for most of the way. 
but leaving Del Rio was some of the most surprisingly beautiful scenery that I had expected. And it was the first time where the a scenery, which is really the same from anywhere from Atlanta to about uh, the end of Shreveport, it's just about the same. Yeah. It begins to transition from the edge of Texas in towards Del Rio. Uh, and then once I got west of Del Rio, it's these big open canyon lands where the valley floor is about two or three miles across. You've got these gray, light brown rocks coming up on either side of you and what happens is you're running across this desert floor and you'll approach one of those walls and you'll every time i came around one of those turns i was expecting it to be okay this is where it becomes boring desert but you come around those buttes or those canyon walls and it just opens up again the landscape opens up again and you run through the next valley that's That's awesome yeah that's right when you come from the east coast when you get out past texas especially like the four corners area you realize how vast this country is oh yeah it's huge it's awesome yeah so i'm curious uh um, since you're doing this on um, a bike that wouldn't be most people's first choices, but it definitely is going to make it a better story, isn't it? But I'm curious if, let's say you had um, a budget of ten grand, what bike would you choose to do this ride on? Oh boy, you can do you could do it with so many different bikes. I mean, so long as you can, especially if you can do a lot of the work yourself. Right. Um, the biggest thing is ensuring that the engine is in good condition. Um, mine has sprung a the like the leak I said, and that's that's been fairly annoying. But even still, I mean, I'm well under the ten a ten thousand dollar budget. Um, I admittedly paid way too much for the bike. I paid twenty five hundred for it um, in North Carolina for the condition that it was in. It was not worth that, but you know. Yeah. I got it, and it and it's held up well since then. Um, I've definitely put in a good amount of repairs into it. An engine rebuild isn't cheap, but I did all the labor myself. Um, for ten thousand dollars, there's so many bikes you could do it on. It's, it's, you can so buy anything. You can anything. Buy, well, you could buy a lot of new bikes too for under yeah. ten grand, yeah. and those would be absolutely fine for a cross country <clears throat> cross country trip like this. Cool. Well. Um, I actually had somebody drop by today who's a local who didn't even know we were here, but um, she saw my bike available on Twisted Road hmm. and wanted to come check it out. And she's going to be going to Babes Right Out. Oh, oh nice. And thought I'm going to be there. We're going to be there. Hey. Be there. Nice. She thought that she saw my KLR uh, available on Twisted Road ah. and came to check it out and was like walking around like whoa wait what is this place how long have you been here what how did i not know <laughs> but uh you were appreciating my uh my pitch to her i was really trying to sell her on the bike <laughs> the klr yeah uh yeah those things uh the best the best thing i've ever heard about the klr is you could drive it to afghanistan uh you don't need a ship or anything you could those things are impossible to kill um and you know you were saying that they're not uh they're not necessarily excellent anything but they will do whatever you ask of them yeah <laughs> she, she, she's looking at the bike she's like oh this is gonna be amazing like, oh yeah it's a horrible bike <laughs> she's like what like, oh yeah it'll do everything you need it to do but you, you know it's it's not fast or anything you're not gonna you know you're not gonna get the thrill on the road you know on the freeway but it'll it'll get you there it'll it'll get you anywhere it'll do everything it won't break down you drop it i don't care but don't expect to get like a thrill out of it 
it's not <laughs> right. going to give you a thrill. She's like, huh? <laughs> like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, but no, it's perfect bike for what you're doing. I just wanted to like set her up because she's coming off from riding like Harleys and sport bikes. Well, and that is a good one because she can slab it down there. It's, you know, the big 650 will do just fine with her. And then she can bomb off into the desert and have a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Perfect. But it brings up actually one of our first emails. Well, technically third email. Um, and this is from Garth in Portland. And hey, he says, um, the KLR is uh, certainly one of the early examples of an ADV. These have been discussed so frequently on the pod that I could think of no better place to turn for advice. As I prepare for an upcoming road trip, the critical questions in buying a KLR are A, will this bike weigh enough to be a decent tourer when well loaded? And B, what should I look for on, you know, as in what fails uh, to look for on a 2000 model? Your advice and comments are always appreciated. Thanks in advance. So, um, is it heavy enough uh, to be a tour when fully loaded? Yes. Well, there is a caveat. I mean, the thing to understand about a KLR650, it's it's a big bike. It's physically quite a large bike. Mm -hmm. But it is only a single-cylinder bike. It is not a powerful machine. It's a bit of a dog, actually. If you're loaded down... I mean, at the back wheel on a KLR650, you're probably 30... 30 Mm -hmm. and change horsepower so you're not going to be high speed touring touring on a klr is like 65 miles an hour and if you're going up an incline it's working you're going to be working it but that's okay it's part of the nature of the bike when a bike gets to a certain age so we're talking here about a 19 year old bike it stops being a product of its manufacture Mm -hmm. And it starts becoming a product of the person who's looked after it before. And maintenance is wildly different on all bikes. Some people maintain their bikes fastidiously and use far better quality oil than the manufacturer even put in when the bike was new. Other people don't change the oil for 20,000 miles. (laughs) When it starts clattering, they put new oil in it. There's no way of knowing. There are clues. There are clues. When you go to look at a bike, look at the color of the brake fluid. Look at the color of the engine oil. Just look at the bike. Yeah. You know, if it's crusty and rusty, there's there's a a wildly different look between a neglected bike and a well-loved, well-used bike. Yeah, but the caveat is, you know, if the price is right, these bikes are extremely easy to repair or replace. And there are a ton of of parts out there. That's why we started racing 300s. Right. (laughs) Um, Well, so I wouldn't say, like, if it's, you know, a clapped-out model... I wouldn't say avoid it if it's the right price. If it's six hundred bucks, yeah, but Jesus Christ! You know, I mean, you can throw a lot of money. I know what I do with bikes is completely upside down because of the market. But I've bought eight hundred dollar bikes and spent six thousand on them. So you can go upside down very, very quickly. But that's that's when you're doing the kind of things that I'm doing. Just for an everyday bike, I'd watch the pennies. The the, the best bike is always the best bike you can afford. Well, it's always going to be the best bike. You could, so uh, if you've got $2,000 yeah. or $2,500 or $3,000 in your pocket, you buy the youngest, lowest mileage example of the bike yeah. you can find yeah. that's got to be always got to be your best value but, and that's the advantage too that I found with the KLR it is undervalued for what it will do 
they are very cheap. So twenty five hundred uh, to thirty five hundred will get you a very good condition right. bike. If if you can, if you're allowed to, maybe do a compression test and see what the uh, cylinder reads. That may help you out a little bit, but you know. Yeah, a lot of like, it, you know, a lot of it is what the the owner, yeah. because you get down to a certain level, you get down to like 2,500 bucks, mm-hmm. and so, oh, well, can I do a compression tech? Can I check it to get it checked out? Hell no, you can't. Yep. It's a $2,500 bike. Yep. What do you expect? Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's a certain amount of risk involved. Um, you know, if in doubt, take a mate, take your big brother, take... Uh, you know, just take somebody along with you. Even if they don't know a great deal about bikes, when your eyes dilate and your tongue starts hanging out <laughs> and that look of lust comes over your face, they can just tap you on the shoulder and just... And punch him in the uterus. <laughs> it works. Right in the uterus. Back off a little proven. bit and yeah. engage your brain and just, you know... There you go. Knock. You have an email to read uh, I do. It's called Head in Your Way in August. Oh! Oh, another visitor. It actually, it actually doesn't say fuck you, knock. No. <laughs> this is just, that's kind of disappointing, actually. I know. Uh, this one's called, and it says, this is from our friend Joe. Hey, Misfits, it's Joe Rubino. We met up at the 2018 Las Vegas AIM Expo. Yeah. My wife and I are heading down to Monterey from Seattle on August 24th for the weekend. Uh, they're going to catch up with a college friend, and while she gets reacquainted, he's planning to rent a bike uh, from Twisted Road to travel to PCH. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, planning, cool. Yeah, yeah, and he's planning to head up to, to the recycle garage and he says he's looking forward to coming hanging out and uh, helping and doing whatever we do here you well we, we promise you a very warm welcome bring yeah. pie yeah he says uh, thanks for uh, thanks for the laughs and the motorcycle info see you in August Sweet. awesome yes, our friend Joe luck. P.S. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, all right, Bagel, what you got? The Bagler. I have an email titled AMA Vintage Days. <gasps> Wait a minute. Wait, yeah. You were oh, there. I was Already. there. And Henry was there, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is from Kyle Lehman, who we ran into. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Kyle. Kyle writes, hey, Misfits. It was great meeting the Cleveland crew, Bagel and Henry, at Cleveland Motors campsite. AMA Vintage Days was quite the crazy experience for our first time. Never had so much fun in the mud before. (laughs) I acquired a bike I never knew existed, a 1985 KLR 600 in running condition. Hey, there it is again. But ended up snapping the clutch lever after my buddy and I had a spill in the mud on our way back to the campsite. Does that bring back memories, Jim? Uh, Yeah, there were many spills in the mud. There was extra muddy this year, though. Yeah, and he said, uh, my friends and I were stunned by all the restored CBX in the infield show. Mm Mm-hmm. I would like to give a huge thank you to the Mid-Ohio staff for pulling us out of the mud so we could start our long eight-hour route back to Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Damn, dude. (laughs) And following Bagel's instructions, Miss Emma, a question about the 1984 Goldwing rear wheel bearing issue with the drive side bearing becoming very loose. Yes. Some say try to shim it in or have Mm -hmm. a machine shop widen the hole to, to the next size up bearing. I would love to hear your suggestions before I go making changes I can't turn back on. Yeah, uh, it it is a perennial problem because basically the OD of the bearing, it, it was a, it was an undersized bearing for the load application. Um, Honda it, does that every once in a while. Sounds yeah, like they, they kind of drop the ball. Yeah, the proper way to do it, the proper way to do it is um, go to a machine shop, get them to turn the hub, and put the next size bearing in. You saying mm. turned it out? However, however, (laughs) there is value in um, buying some feeler gauges. (laughs) 
and cutting them off the tree ah. and hammering them in the hole oh, no. with a liberal amount of epoxy and wow. it actually does the job because wow. once they're in they can't go anywhere yeah, that's true you know it's not a recommended repair conversely if it's not too baggy um you can actually stake it in you can actually place the bearing in situ mm -hmm. and actually stake the hub around yeah. and it will hold the bearing in you know oh weird mm. yeah wow <laughs> you know there's various but, ways of doing it but those are more just kind of they're hokey it's Quick hokey but that's more of in a pinch though if it's, you want to do it properly a, though it, well I was going to say it, it's like do it and put the bike on Craigslist yeah um, <laughs> oh, 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 no. look for feeler gauges in the rear yeah. <laughs> that's how the, you find out the only real proper way to do it is actually have that hub machined out and you can either yeah. get somebody to turn you a steel spacer to re so you can return to the original size but actually a better solution mm. is to go to a bigger size a very very handy thing online um if you go to all balls, all balls yeah. if you go to all balls slash bearing sizer mm -hmm. it lists every single ball bearing it's od it's id mm -hmm. and it's width Super so handy. you can figure out once you've got your axle size you can figure out the next size up what bearing you need to get because a machine shop doesn't want to talk about dimension they want the bearing right. and yeah. what they'll do is they'll do like a two thou three thou interference mm -hmm. and then you warm up your hub get the uh, aluminum nice and warm the aluminium darling mm -hmm. and aluminium. then um Ooh, she let it slip her american accent <laughs> and then uh chuck chuck the new bearing in the old freezer and in it goes tra la la yep awesome. so that's the proper way it's the proper way to do it but i'm not discounting whacking in feeler blades with epoxy either <laughs> and craigslist <laughs> all right thank all you right. and uh, just to close out the email kyle says i hope everyone had a safe journey home from ama vintage days and all the other events see y'all next year at mid ohio thank you from kyle ben kasim chris for the great podcast keep up the amazing work thank yeah, you man. And, uh, thanks, thanks guys for, for stopping yeah. by it was great to meet you and i hope to see you again i will be there next year and, and yeah. i will be there next year excellent but it seems like from the reports this if you had to miss a year this was the year to miss oh it was ohio i don't know if you'd be sleeping <laughs> under the bus this year emma i would be but, sleeping under the bus <laughs> no i was i was tired i know and well, I was you did just fine but it was dry but i, I, I gotta say <laughs> in spite of the weather and the mess um phil was the most awesome amazing host and had the is. most incredible rv <laughs> on site i, I oh, saw i saw that, that. Phil, like no school bus. but but jim i you yes. know i mean in my defense, I'm not accusing if you, you have been up, we just we, we if, lost no, you. but if you were up for 20 hours and you drank a bottle of gin, you, the surprise would be if I wasn't asleep under the bus. That's true. <laughs> we had a wonderful time, though. Yeah. All right, Jim, what you got? Yeah, I got one here from Paul Ehrlich. Is Paul? Hey, Paul, hey, Paul what's happening from Paul. Bradford, Connecticut? Paul. 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 Uh, hey there, misfits. Uh, thank hey, you, Paul. Thank you for assisting me in my motorcycle daydreams at work. Oh, the okay. variety daydream. that you guys put into your show is great, Ooh, and I've learned that uh, I learned a lot listening to you all, especially. Miss Emma. Oh, hey. tra 
la la. Imagine that. Uh, I'm a car guy and learned by restoring an old Volvo, Volvo when he was 15. Uh, I have an 81 CB750. Hey, there you go. Nice twin camera. Uh, you got that last year, learn about bikes, as I great, make it my own and unfuck what the it. previous owner did. Yep. Must there have been feeler gauges in the... <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I'll graduate to building my own bike soon. Uh, thanks for all the do's and don'ts. As I didn't know Dick about shit. <laughs> That's for Leaky. Thank you. Leaky. Feels she's smiling. I uh, didn't know Dick about shit when I got started. Uh, my okay. Here's the kind of the question. My 50 year old dad just decided he'd learn to ride and get a license. Right yeah. on. Very good. Wait, hold like, on. His dad is how old? 59. <laughs> okay, so okay. that's Miss Emma's age. I was just going to say that, but you said Careful. Yeah. Yeah. Careful. Okay. I think that's awesome. He can ride for another 20 or 30 years. Uh, he likes the look right. of the uh, BMW R9T mm. and the Triumph Bonneville. Oh. Yeah. Really anything that looks good and won't hurt his back. Any recommendations for an older beginner? He was a mechanic and is a sucker for German engineering. Mm. Well, I think I'd go Triumph. Uh, uh, also, uh, and secondly, uh, do any of you use Ames Oil for your Ames oil. Ames oil. Yes. Ames oil. Ames oil. I have. I used to. Kilm. Klim. And there you go. What else can I butcher? Uh, does anyone recommend that over manufacturer? And curious what the consensus is. Well, you know, um, at the shop we used to just use gallons of Motul. Well, that. Mm-hmm. Um, 300V. But you know, Ames oil is great stuff as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Buy it in bulk. I, I raced it on my Triumph Daytona. For my first, oh, that's such a good bike. Oh that, actually, that was a great bike for me. For being a motocrosser and upright mm-hmm. bike, that bike has such a high center of gravity to move into a sport bike. It was the perfect bike for me. Mm-hmm. It felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. I got a sponsorship for Amsoil, and we ran a lighter weight. Um, right. Because it was a, I don't know, maybe a thicker viscosity, so that we did a lighter weight than okay. what the manufacturer called. In Amsoil, so so there's yeah. your answer, Paul. I think uh, so. So between the R9T and the Triumph Bonneville, oh, God, it's it's, well, a, I, it's a different bike. Totally. Well, I rode the R9T through uh-huh. Scotland. It was a cool bike. Um, doesn't have all the features, you know, like all the other BMWs do. But um, it was cool. It was easy to ride. I mean, there's no wind protection. Look, I don't know how much, you know. You know that he, after all these years, and after all the years I worked for Honda, and all the years I worked for Suzuki, my heart is always going to be with British bikes. Yes. You know that. I love it too. However. Yes. And this is a big however. In since 2012, no, actually, less than that, in like two years, I had to put on about 10 wiring harnesses mm. on brand new Bonnevilles. Mm-hmm. So they, they've kind of got a hokey problem. And there was no right, right fixed cure because when the harness breaks on a, on a Bonneville, <clears throat> It depends how the wires are, are laid inside the harness. I had some that put on the check engine light. I had some that wouldn't rev. I had some that cut out completely. I had some that just did crazy shit with the ABS. Did it, did it get hot and short? No, was, what it, it does breaks, is it's, what? the thing is, it's there's a new way of thinking with a Bonneville. And what they did was they held the harness very, very tight against the f- spine on the back of the frame mm. and then held it very, very tight in the headlight. So there was a cage in the headlight that held the harness, Mm -hmm. and there was like a trunking on the frame that held the harness to the frame. Mm -hmm. And then when it ran around the side of the headstock, the clutch cable was very, very tight against it. Mm. And so it had actually just break the wires inside the harness when you turn to the right. Oh, wow. Interesting. And depending how the wires were laid, it depended what goofy shit that bike was going to do. Um 
there is the, the triumph cure for it they they did this thing called a frame tidy and it actually pulled the clutch cable away from the harness so you'd want to make sure that's done to it i think i don't know whether he said he's going to buy a new one it sounds like he's got some money to work with yeah like you know i think i think the 2019s and 2020s are unaffected most of the ones i did were in the 16 to 18 range mm-hmm. the old bonnevilles especially the carbureted ones from 2001 i think are just fucking marvelous mm-hmm. bikes and you can pick them up they're cheap as chips do those yeah. do the newer ones come with any electronics Oh yeah, they're yeah. very electric. Because I think if his, his dad's getting into it a little bit older age, it'd be great, and he has the money. Well, Take advantage all, of that stuff. All the Bonnevilles from, well, the the newer generation of Bonnevilles, they're all uh, throttle by wire. They've got mm-hmm. no throttle cable. What about at some all? of the the Triumphs, wow. like the the twin and that kind of stuff? You know, some of those real standard well, Triumph motorcycles. Well, no, I mean they're all Bonneville based. You yeah. know, the Street Cup and the Explorers. So get the Beamer. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know. No, here's what I'm going to say. Buy used and get yeah. a Bonneville and a Tiger. You tiger. see, I was going to mention the right, tiger, right. tiger because all the get a Bonneville and a Tiger. Yeah, the, the new Tiger, are dope. and they're so the, much com- more comfortable. Oh, Tigers are fantastic! If you can have bikes. two instead of one, <laughs> and actually, in a lot of ways, because you've got the eight hundred Tiger and you've got the twelve hundred Exploder, <laughs> and the Tiger is actually, in a lot of ways, a sweeter bike, even though theoretically it's l- less bike. It's it's such a nice bike. You know what I'll throw out? It might be too much power. The uh, the Kawasaki was it the Z, new Z nine hundred they came out with? Mm. That's a lovely. That bike. was super comfortable, super easy, Good controllable power. And old people would like that. And the look is really retro. So I thought that yeah, Z nine hundred was the, a sweet like the a brown one. So just yeah, mm-hmm. really. Cool. So check because it's very easy to ride. I like the green one. Oh, the RS, the Cafe Racer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, there you go. All sorts of options there, but yeah. uh, uh, my default is always buy two. <laughs> yeah. right. and, and the other thing I'll throw in, like we always, t- you're not going to marry this bike. You buy it, you don't like it, sell it, buy something else. I know exactly. So, um, in in recap, see, we've got uh, let's see, Sheree she Shimoto Shimotos Shimotos. <laughs> we've got uh, Venom Sport. Check it out. We've got uh, Davis. Do you have any? Is anyone following you? Uh, I have just my Instagram, which is Davis, first of his name, and I post there pretty frequently. I've also got a blog that's posted on the bio of that Instagram, and that's updated a little bit less frequently, but with a little bit more quality and substance than just the pictures on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I got, though. So I think the recap is um, uh, CB750s are cool. Buy a KLR, yeah. why not? And go to the races. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. What could and go wrong? And if you wrong? have to, you shove feeler gauges and glue in there. Yeah. Um, all right. That's and, a good uh, recap. Wear some nice undergarment. Everybody yes. likes good underwear. Oh, yeah. Thank um, you guys for like having me on here. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. appreciate everything you had. I didn't really know what to expect, but Shop Talk is awesome. Like I had no idea we were gonna be talking about shops and bikes and motors and yay. Excellent. And dick shit. And dildos. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually a dildo podcast that talks about motorcycles. And real quick, I just want to give a whir whir update. Women Riders World Relay. The baton is on the move. It is in India. Now it's heading to Nepal and then uh, back to India, then to Bangladesh. Damn. Fantastic. Um, It is moving. And our friend Truy, who's been 
been on our podcast. Yeah. Did you see that film she posted this morning? She's walking around the streets. She it's has flown wild. to India and she is going to be carrying the baton to nice. Bangladesh for us. And okay. Tru- Truy's also known as Electric Girl. Electric Girl. She's awesome. Yeah. Worldwide. She's great. And a photographer. Exactly. We were talking to you guys yesterday and, and asking where uh, we could donate any funds for any of these ladies to fly out to different areas mm-hmm. what was that again so i can i can um remember. i can accept funds and we can put it into our scholarship fund um for for women we're creating a scholarship fund for women that um can't afford to pay for like gas or something and then we are creating a support fund that goes to pay for like uh safety vehicles when they need which is a little bit different it's it's all the women can afford to do the ride but we need to give them some more support vehicles to do it safely and then the other one is there's women who just couldn't afford to do the ride without some financial help so we have both of those little funds that we're setting money aside if you'd like to donate we can definitely um i can uh put it into the right place or mm-hmm. even introduce you to people if you want to personally sponsor somebody because i sponsored someone in uh, nepal well, we've actually, got yeah. go and some of them have set up gofundme accounts like um nepal which they have to get um they have to pay like a driver and get support vehicles because there's areas that they have to go well bagel kind of like um when we were in pakistan right you need to have the support yeah there it's the you know yeah, there isn't a gas stop or you have to have a mechanic with you yeah mm-hmm. um guy Yeah, exactly. Sherpas. And you were saying that some women had to fly out to specific areas because there was no one that was going to be able to carry the baton from one to the next. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the women can't cross borders. Oh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Or, or it's just a lot harder or more complicated. Well, like yeah. Pakistan yeah. and India, right? You know, the yeah. logistics of this whole thing are amazing. Yeah. They really are. But, but Western women can easily go travel between borders. So, um, yeah. That's us in that's, here. That's what Truy is doing, going out there and helping right us out on. there. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be going all through oh, India uh, um, and then down into Asia. We're covering a lot of countries. Mm-hmm. Going down near your people, Knock. My people? Yes. Who, who are those peoples? Uh, yes. The in- Indonesians. Yes. Oh, those the guys. Indonesians. Mm-hmm. Makers of the R3 and the Ducati Scrambler. They and make the Scrambler in Indonesia? Yes. Yeah. And here's something maybe everyone else knows, but I didn't know. I'm learning so much about uh, the world through this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Uh, Bet you are. Where's the largest population of Muslims, Nock? It's in Indonesia. There you go. Jakarta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, call the blimeys. I yeah. never knew. I, neither did I. Wow. I know. Yeah. They, they are the Muslim people there. I know the largest population of miscreants is probably in this room right I now. I think you got it. <laughs> I think you got it. So anyway, that's the update. Um, I guess go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. Do it now! Do it! Find the links. Do Send it. us an email. Recycle Motorcycle we Garage. We And even if we don't read it, even if we don't speak it on the podcast, we read them all at gmail.com right exactly <laughs> and will you want to give one more plug your websites 
Shimotos.com. That's S H E E M O T O S.com. Visit it now. Raise awareness and funds for women with PTSD recovery. And VNM Sport, VNM Victor November Mario Sport, S P O R T.com. I dated a Mario. It had to be a Mario. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to like. I'll just shut up. If you throw that in there, I'll just shut up. Get you some sporty undergarments. Exactly. Exactly, and um, yeah, send us emails. Let us know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like we've been filling up our calendar, and like there's so much going on. August, so many events to go to. Up. It's oh hard. yeah. Well, we made a great uh, contact uh, with yes. Honda. We're planning something in August. Yes, we are. That uh, we're not going. That's going to be a yeah, one. but it will be pretty cool. Full disclosure coming soon. Road trip. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Nice. Well, I know. So I think are you guys ready to? Go Go out there. Davis, is your bike, is it going to start? It sure is. Have you started it yet? I did start it. Is it leaking? Is it leaking? Uh, it is not. <gasps> ask, ask me again in like 25 months. <laughs> <laughs> you were balls deep into that thing, though. Much respect. When you no, realize uh, what you had to do, you're like, you jumped straight into it. Yeah, no, and... Um, I, th- I think you got a little bit of squiffy advice, and we've kind of set you on the right path with the right stuff to use on your box. Yes. And, uh, box. Yeah. So there I you think go. you're going to be just fine. Doing well, it. let's all go out there and let him start it up, and we'll give him a little round of applause. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that sounds, I think so. So Woo-hoo. thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for all of our supporters and everybody. Yeah. Um, we appreciate it so much. And if you find yourself coming out to California, come and visit us, too. On that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks again, everyone. This is Liza. Say your name. Davis. There it is. <laughs> Punch him in the in the pussy. <laughs> Bagel. Emma Darling. Sheree Volcano. Yeah. A leaky faucet. <laughs> <laughs> A leaky buell. <laughs> you know. A non-leaking naked gym. <laughs> naked gym. Oh, you know. And Davis, do you know what comes next? Are you ready for it? You're ready for it? And we are, are out of here. Cool, cool. cool.